This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Throw gang, we are joined by the king of ACAB, the top shelf titan, the gourmand grand pooba, the prince of protest, the crown heights head honcho, foreman of the flex, the big bozo basher, the FTP MVP, maestro of the mixer, the fuck 12 pharaoh, always on the ones and twos, but number one in our hearts, the voice smooth, but the brain ain't, he's a DJ, <laughs> activist, and all around good human, Lucas, top shelf Tyson. The top shelf Tyson. Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate it. Good. Yo, with the buttery voice, but the very rigid and tactile brain. (laughs) (laughs) Just pacing, trying to get, pacing around the curb, trying to get your, trying to hit your 10,000 steps. Maybe you didn't hit up a protest today or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for real. The the knees aren't what they used to be. Yeah. God, you know what, you know what it is, man. We need extra cushioning, mad stability, comfortable socks, you know, speaking of of stability, let's talk about the fit check. I'm actually, so as someone who has had the pleasure of FaceTiming with you, you're a big pacer, you know, you're a pacer. You're like, um, you're like a samurai walking the earth, a Ronin in contemplation, if you will. You're like, Um, uh, you're like Rick, you're like Rick Smith, but less, less Dutch and white. Facts. That's facts. Oh, I see. I thought I was gonna say, was Rick Smith like a fucking Fitz. Shogun? Fitz. That's yeah. a sports. That's a sports reference. No, I, I'm a, I'm aware. Yo, uh, Lucas, you want to start top down or bottom up on the fit check, bro? Choices. Uh, let, let, let's start top down. Oh, what? Uh, God. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a new era, man. We started literally <laughs> a, a new era. It's a wait, literally a new era. Like, wait, so wait, are you? Because all cops are bastards. They're not even in the equation now. Because going top down is cop like behavior. You think so? I think I, we know so. We wrote the book on this. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. We're in the house right now, so I'm standing next to a pair of shoes. I'm not actually wearing a pair of shoes. You have so socks on? Uh, no, I go barefoot. It's Do funny, like, the, uh, whenever we're in the stew, people go, people, like, instinctively go bottom up. But ever since we've kind of been doing this shit off Zoom, people, I think because they see themselves, you are, visual, you are visible to yourself. They just see with what they go with what they see, which is like, you know, the, the top, like the, the shirt usually. So, so, you're, so you're saying our, our guests are like infants learning object permeance and seeing the stuff in the mirror. I think it's like me, the medium is the message. Marshall McLuhan, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, so, so, so Lucas, uh, so you're not wearing, you're totally barefoot. Uh, barefoot one, yeah. uh, why don't you show, show, show feet, sweetie. And then two, um, Confirm ten toes down. Um, <laughs> what, what he, and the, he, and the, he and the racist podcast show on feats. <laughs> <laughs> Just up? kidding. We're not. We're anti-racist. Yeah, obviously. Um, thanks, James. Uh, <laughs> this guy works for himself for one week, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just be racist." <laughs> uh, what's the nearest footwear? Let's uh, what, let's just use that as a placeholder. What was that? Uh, so we got the white Burks. Boston's. You know what it is. That's been that's probably been the biggest breakthrough for me footwear wise. It's like I was very resistant for, to Birkenstocks forever. And then I finally got my first pair and I was like, there's no going back. Like that's that's what it is. Is and it like the wave? Is it, no, I mean Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, actually. <laughs> <laughs> our white our white leather Birkenstock Boston's the wave, excuse me. Because I got yeah. a pair. James got yeah. a pair. We both got a pair from I got two our pairs. close 
well, you have the the our legacy our legacy workshop shit, right? Yes. That's like all beautifully. Oh, you got the um, handcrafted scribbled on. Yeah. yeah and and James got and James Natty Natty Wine splattered his, right? <laughs> yeah, on day one. <laughs> they're Margellas, hey, they're now. Yeah. Uh, I got well, I got I got semen on them. Now they're Margellas. <laughs> and then we got we got game warns from uh R.I.P. Indebted, you dead bitch, uh great sitcom that is no longer on NBC. Shout out our pers- our close personal celebrity friend, Adam Pally, and then his his buddy uh Dan Levy, who I guess is also our friend too, but he's definitely not a celebrity. What did you, why did you cop white uh, bosses, Lucas? Oh, that was a that was a size restriction. Like I want, I was like, I never because for me, it's like usually I got to order shit off the internet. Like most stores don't stock my size, um, so I, I copped what they had in a size fifteen. And I'm sorry, what? Were, <laughs> so like, yeah, size fifteen. Wait, it's like, it matches it matches the voice. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, yeah. we'll get to fapping and clapping later, but uh, size fifteen. Uh, so, so you had no options. You had to go for the, uh, the, the phlebotomy 12s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I copped the other thing is though, I copped, um, the, like the Sam suede Ooh, joints nice. too. Oh, nice. those are actually on the way, but I had to search for that shit. Like it wasn't on the Birkenstock website and they were not trying to help out the kids. So I was like, those are, yeah. those are for sure. I think two of the, I don't know, top five colorways. Um, I think one, I, I have a pair of those. I think Lawrence has a pair of those as well. Just, yeah. The, the Sam Paco suede. Yeah. I've had gray suede, navy suede, and now the white ones that I rock. The white ones are cool, but I wonder, like, how many, like, okay, if you and I linked up in person, we both had those on, is that, like, in that we did the Spider-Man meme, that could be a wrap on the whites. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little bit much. That's a little much. it's, uh, it's, It's too weird to be... You can't be with a bunch of people wearing those. Luckily, that's not a problem anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we, we ain't gonna bump into each other anytime soon. So. What's the footwear of choice when you're um, protesting for social social justice and progress towards a more just and equitable world? So I was doing I was doing the um, New Balance nine nineties, but I just had the little breakthrough. I copped mm. um, some fucking extra orthopedic hoka one ones uh, now, I'm, now i'm ready now i'm good to go These the, cops, the cop stompers yo for real like it's like i can't believe i'm like 610 in these shits the first of all the soul <laughs> the soul is fucking huge but i never had a shoe that comfortable before it's crazy like is that first that first week it's like i think I, I walked like 60 miles or something in like over eight days and my body was fucking kicking i was like i can't do this anymore are they a so crazy are they a crazy uh, bright color scheme, or is it yeah. um, no, black, black on black? Uh, come on, boy. Do you, feel, <laughs> do you feel extra, extra powerful going from like 6'7 to 6'10, or is it almost like a 180 where you're like, yo, I'm a freak now? Yo, I couldn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even notice the difference until I was like walking through doors and I had to like hit the extra, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, like, I was like, I had to like bend, like duck a little bit, you know? I was like, oh shit, like I'm up there right now. But yeah, I don't even, they're so, honestly, they're so light, they're mad comfortable and breathable, so it's like... Mad, mad easy to dunk on a cop, you know what I'm saying? Yo, absolutely. I feel like I, I want to kick someone in one of these, but I don't know if it would really work, because like the Cause soul is so mad softened. cushy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a little massage. Like, you know? Thank you, sir. Can I have another? <laughs> as, as the prince of protest, what would be like your top piece of fashion advice for attending a protest, whether that's form or function-wise, or maybe one or the other? You're the expert. I'll let you kind of... But what, what, because you've been at a lot of these now. So I'm just yeah, curious what, yeah. what you've gleaned from a performance activewear standpoint. Yeah. I mean, basically, well, okay. So 
You know, they're like, they say like, we're all black, you know, cover up any, I don't have tattoos. So I don't have shit. No identifying up. shit. Yeah. No identifying marks. Right. However, I'll be standing in a crowd of like 2000 people, you know, with like a hat, glasses and a mask on. And people will be like, Lucas Malcolm Tyson. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my whole government shit out. They, so I'm like, is like, is there even a point to me trying to blend in? You sure. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, but... Uh, what you're saying is the FBI already has your social on Deckington. <laughs> 100% blood samples, like fingerprints, you know. But no, I think, I mean, for me, it's like, I basically, like, comfortable shoes is a must. Like, because you have to be able, you can't wear shit that you can't run in because there's a lot of times you have to run. Um, and I've been, like, the kind of the go-to pants has been like a cargo, the 18 East, the Gorekis. That's, that's how I saw when you guys were giving it away. I was like, yo, this is perfect. I just like, I just road test these shits. They're actually ideal because they're like, they're, um, you know, they're breathable, but not like. You're the get like, active God. You're the get yeah, active. Yeah. Yeah. You, had, you, had, yeah. you had the tweet, you had the tweet that we screen grabbed for the 24 hour uh, feed post. Cause it was like, yeah. you can run in them. You can carry big, heavy things in the pockets and yeah. uh, yep. for, you know, killing cops in. Good title. Get, get active, TM. You want to kill a cop? Get active. Get some Gorecki on. Uh, uh, retweet, retweet. They're not endorsements. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Antonio, uh, if Allegedly. you're listening, Jimmy Gorecki, if you're listening, this is just this is our own thing. This is what we're yeah. we're we're the only ones. This is ed- this editorial, you know, yeah. little editorial livelihood. But yeah, and then a little license, yeah, editorial yeah, license. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. And then, um, yeah, and then I, on the top, usually I'll wear like. Uh, like a mesh like football top like a long sleeve one so it's like basically because it's like it's hot as fuck outside you're walking around forever so you want something that still covers you and it's breathable and then some type of like usually like yankees hat or some shit and i caught these um i caught these fucking goggles like these safety goggles and i was like yeah and it's like yo because it's like you can fit them over sunglasses and shit but most importantly you want to keep your eyes protected like they're not it's not good for like tear gas but you look like, like Lady Gaga in woodshop class, bro. Yo, <laughs> yo, no shit. Actually, they're kind of fly. Like I was like, damn, this looks dope. Like very fly. Yeah. Are so you? It's like, I mean, are you pulling up with like the with like the heat resistant gloves and like the like that type and like the lawyer numbers written on your body? Because yeah, I do you're going, the, to, I you're do going the, to more hardcore protests than I am. I know that. I do the I do the lawyer number usually on like my forearm or my calf. Um, shout out to Sal. It's my lawyer. And then I haven't done, I haven't done the heat resistant gloves. Like, because I mean, it's not as, not as much of a threat in New York. Same really like, I mean, they only tear, they use tear gas like a couple of times or like Mesa or whatever. But, um, I did pull up at first. I used to pull up with the plastic gloves for like Rona purposes, you know what I mean? But then I realized it was kind of pointless. The one thing I do roll with every time now is ear, um, earplugs though, because cops have this shit called LRAD, which is basically like, it's like some Avengers shit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. basically hitting you with like OD sound waves that can cause like crazy hearing damage. So I'm weapons not trying to be literally crazy. weapons of war, like yeah, weapons it's, it's of fucking... modern warfare. It's whatever, whatever Chuck is using to fucking Merc foos in fucking war zone. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke is be- before we get too far from the shoes. You, you told me about a recent, uh, Gucci acquisition, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember, yo, yo, so I, um, I finally welcome to the post sneaker world. Finally got a pair of Gucci loafers. Welcome, my Ni- brother. The fire Ni- rises. 1953s black. Um, that shit arrived the week of lockdown. <laughs> I, you, these are the ones you were telling me about for like yeah, six months, yeah. bro. You were Yo. like giving me updates, like like a fucking pen pal on the Gucci's. <laughs> Yo, because the I'm like, 
my problem is, is like when I make like associations with people in my head, I'll just keep them. You know yeah, what I mean? No. Like I'll just be like, it's like, I'll be like, my- oh, Lawrence likes loafers. Let me keep them up to date on my loafer life. You know to I mean? be like- clear, I definitely want to stay in the loop. You don't like, <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was big for me. Uh, wait, so you had to get them custom? Like, what do you do yeah, for well, a size so- 15? No, so the the nice thing about Gucci is because it's like like a, an Italian brand. They have big sizes, and like you know how it is with um for the sausage. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, you know, like they have like athletes have um oh right. You know, exclusivity clauses and shit with athletic shoes. So that's why designer designer shit has been coming in bigger sizes these last couple of years. Are you wearing but, like uh, KD's B sides? Like that <laughs> was well, like, I wish if, if they had been someone's already owned, that shit would have been much quicker, but <laughs> I ordered them. I ordered them in December of last year for my birthday. So I'm like, yeah, let me get myself a little treat. The shits came in March. So I'm like, I was fucking <laughs> sick. Like I was like, God damn. Like I like, I forgot about them for a minute. Like, and then I was like, I, February, I emailed them. I was like, didn't you guys say this is supposed to like ship out on new year's or whatever? And they're like, yeah, it'll be there. Like, it's a 15 uh, now, bro, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Table uh, loafs, bro. <laughs> yeah, that should have me tight, man. Lucas, moving on up to the hindquarters. What? The hiney! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your senior overcomes thing. What people don't know at, at a moment that Chuck uh, bungled the whole thing yeah. and we're restarting now based on where we pre- presumably were. Chuck before. fucked. Chuck, Chuck fucked up. He did. He did. But we love him because, as Chuck the New Yorker says, up. as the New Yorker says, he is God's perfect angel. No, I—that is what I said to. All right, but it's but it's printed. In, it's printed on the NewYorker.com, not print, just digital. Anyway, I'm not here to argue how much we all love Carlos <laughs> Chuck Franco. Uh, Lucas, what are you wearing? Shorts or pants? What do we got on today? I got shorts. I got on uh, needles, drawstring shorts right now. They got a, their little indigo indigo dye with a little block print on them. Before Chuck blew it, we were having a conversation on sizing needles. You're an XL. Yes. Okay. I'm an XL. So, so for anyone listening at home, if you are six seven, uh, you could get an XL. It's going to work for you. That's all you yeah, need. Yeah, you know. could do it. You to could try do and, it to try and summarize a conversation on sizing is probably like the lamest thing we've ever done. <laughs> you have a, Lucas, do you have a lot of uh, Nepenthes gear from the, from the Nepenthes family? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, what's your favorite, actually, what's your favorite brand in that um, umbrella? I mean, honestly, EG is the, really? is, EG is the OG, you know, it has like, I think just as far as like the, it's more it's more versatile i guess like you just have like a lot more kind of different looks or whatever like i fuck with needles but i can't imagine wearing like all needles necessarily i feel like you kind of sprinkle that in a little bit for a little, little it's like, a little sd little, seasoning you yeah know? a little razzle dazzle you know yeah yeah i mean it's like i i could pull up in like the blue leopard print you know pajamas every day with the loafers <laughs> on and shit but someone might call the cops you know what I mean? <laughs> like who's that pervert over there you know? there's so. a there's a pimp outside yeah. of the <laughs> and he is, and his pimp hand is so strong and I am so scared. Um, I feel Wearing like size 15 loafers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he just, and he just threw a size 15 Gucci at Bill de Blasio's head and he decapitated him. Bye, you shave, shave big bird ass bitch. Goodbye, Blasio. I feel to like go. everyone on this Zoom, and definitely in the world that we all come from, EG 
is the has the most i feel like that's a gateway drug it has the most like yeah. nostalgia emotion attached to it i personally think that like needles and south to west state i prefer those but yeah, yeah. Will always will be the gateway drug for to me continue, yeah. for us i feel like. to continue the metaphor that we've been using of atlanta rappers i feel like eg is like the gucci main of like menswear right now because it's, shit. Yeah. exactly it was like you know we it it's how you kind of entered or you know for for non-atlanta folk uh it's how we kind of entered that realm well via the via gucci well, I, I don't know. If you look at Nepenthe's like YSL records, then you have, you know, Thugger could be EG. The one, I don't know who was first. What was the first Nepenthe's brand? Needles? Like what was the OG? Because that would um, be- I think, oh, fuck, I don't know. This is dumb. Let's move this on. Is, this, is the, this, is the, this is the little kid, two, is, is little kid South- two buff guys. This is <laughs> my conversation. My, my point is that Gunner is South 2 West 8. That's all. Yeah. Got well, yo, actually, I copped, I copped my first uh, South 2 West 8 piece. It's just like, it's just like a double tie-dyed mesh gardening hat. And it's like, ooh, yo, yeah, that's I, just, you copped that? So I was very seriously debating getting that the last time I was in Japan. Um, and it's pretty wild and out there. I do regret not copying it. Yeah, it's Southwest like, State is making moves. Yeah, it's sure. no, it's it's saucy. It's definitely it's you gotta fun. get the it's you like, gotta get the the tie dye uh, fish landing net next time. Yeah, yeah, yo, there's like a garden cat. Say, yo, I'm saying I'm I'm trying to walk around looking like a fucking optical illusion. You know, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like bump into me and shit like a magic eye. Be like, what the fuck? Like MC Asher type beat. Yeah, um, for real. Oh, I found I found Waldo. <laughs> Wait, wait, Lucas, can you, I feel like you're a big advocate for mesh, right? You're a mesh tank guy. Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know, depending on what we lost via Chuck earlier, you talked about wearing mesh football jerseys to protest. Yeah, to protest, yeah. Can you, so for a dude out there, so mesh is, I think, a tough one. Like, fellas, is it gay to wear, you know, yeah, yeah. is it gay to be uh, easy, breezy, beautiful? Um, can you sell mesh? What's the elevator pitch on mesh? Well, Maybe I have besides to. Besides the fact that it's, you know. Uh, it's a great fabric to get active TM in. Yeah, no, well, I'll tell you, I mean, one thing, one privilege is like that I have to acknowledge is um, I dress the way that I can because I can fight. You know what I mean? Like no one's ever going to say shit to me. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like That's I'll, your I'll privilege with, that you're acknowledging yeah. that, that you can beat 9.9% of the population's ass. So That's your I'll superpower. Beat the, I'll yeah. beat the brakes out of someone in short, in short shorts and a mesh shirt, some bike shorts, you know? <laughs> like no one, who's going to say shit to in me? In Burks, like, in Burks. Yeah, in Burks. And like the other thing is I can roast really well too. So it's like if anyone ever tries to catch me slipping, I can just... Just, you know, right. I'll be fine. Like, yeah. But no, I'm going to tell you, I mean, for me, the origin of like the origin of rock mesh or whatever was, you know, it goes back to the nightlife shit because like I do get very hot. You know what I mean? I'm a big, big, big guy. And it's like a lot of heat radiating off my body. Big bozo and, basher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then also in like the, you know, the like mesh tank top is like West Indian shit too. So it's like, I was going to say, does, it come, from, does yeah. it come from your uh, Crown Heights upbringing? Absolutely. And it's like, it's something I grew up seeing, but like never really did because it was like an insecurity type thing. Exactly. What really? we were just talking about. And then honestly, I, I, caught, I caught my first mesh tank when I started being like out in the club, like heavy, you know, and I would be, I would get like sweaty as fuck, you know, and like my shirt would be all wet and I just flipped the shit off. And it's like basically wearing a shirt while I'm not wearing a shirt. You know what I mean? Like it's exactly. like about as, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, literally it's like the shoulders are out. You know what I mean? Like chain is, <laughs> chain is exposed, you know, but uh, yeah. And it's like, it, it became like, it's like, a, it started as like a functional thing. 
And then it just became style. Like, I just, I like the fabric. I like how it feels. But, like, breathability is where it's at. God you know me wearing, like... Oh, God, took his, God took his time with those shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the deltoids were sculpted by Jesus himself. Yeah, you, you got the whole team on your back. You know, they start to, <laughs> they start to get built, so... But yeah, so it's like it started. It started this function, and I was just like, and honestly, like, I got enough compliments on it from girls, which is what really matters. You know what I mean? Like, girls, like, oh, that's so sexy. And you're like, okay, bro, this is I mean, South- good style. You know, if you want to keep going with the mesh, South to West Eight makes like mesh pants. Like, you could be yeah, fucking no, yeah, yeah, yeah. swinging dong, and they make like they come like uh, <laughs> swinging dong in the club without actually swinging dong. Like, right, officer, right. you can't arrest me. These are te- I'm technically wearing pants. Yeah, it's just that you can see my dick. It's facts. I mean, it's like, and that's the other thing too, is like you start to go to like, you start going raving and shit and it's like you're in some hot fucking warehouse or whatever. You need to be wearing as little clothing as possible, but still covered. And that's just where it's at. All right. That, that so that's that's an official endorsement. Yeah, you can't really can't go wrong. The the official uniform of parking lot pimping, dude. Get your mesh yeah. game fucking on point <laughs> for whenever fucking, yo, phase three might as well be called fucking mesh season because when yeah. that hits... Lucas Facts. is in the streets. I know that for a fact. Speaking of then what you're wearing uh, up top, what, what's the tea today? Is that a Noah tea? Am I Noah reading that correctly? No, Noah pocket nice. tea. That's like nice. a, a, I got this shit in like Let, 10 different colors. Let's talk pocket teas real quick because James and I, we're doing a little R&D. Um, okay. This is yeah. breaking news. We're doing some R&D for, for, the, for the first, speaking of phases, the first phase of real TF merch. No bozo behavior. New revenue streams. Exactly. Brand, <laughs> brand new revenue. Secondary, tertiary. Yeah. I don't know what comes after tertiary, quatriary. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about the the merits or lack thereof of pocket tees. And uh, would we do a pocket tee? If we did a pocket tee, do you put a graphic on the pocket? I know, James, you were against that. But uh, are you a pocket tee guy, Lucas? And, and if Absolutely. so, like, what is that for? The fucking SIGs? Like, what's the deal? So a pocket seat, I mean, I, I guess it started like, uh, I guess Noah was probably the first one where they kind of switched me over or whatever. Cause I remember, I remember when the store first opened, I went and I was obviously hyped. And, um, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Will worked there with yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill so Spin, who's now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I met him back when he was at Nom de Guerre and then, uh, mm. like we like lost touch and then I got reintroduced to him through my boss and he's another big guy too. And like, I went to Noah and I was like, yo, this is fire. None of it fits me because I didn't do a double XL yet, you know? And so the one thing that they had was the pocket tee and I like, I bought it and I was like, yo, this is perfect. Like, cause honestly, like, um, I think for me, like I wear a big ass ring and like whenever I wash my hands, I got to take that shit off, drop it right in the pocket. AirPods got to take it off for a second, drop it in the pocket. Like if you smoke, same thing there. It's like, it's perfect. Cause it's like, it's an added utility. And like, you know, I think if you guys are going to do it, if you're going to print something, it would be dope to have like just a little logo. You know what I mean? Not like, not like a big one. Subtle. Yeah. Subtle Subtle. Subtle flex. Exactly. But yeah, no, pocket tees are where it's at. Like, that's, that's the that's truth. Does anyone, anyone do wrong endorsement, if there ever was one? Does anyone do pocket tees right now where it's like the graphic is like, it kind of like uh, runs over the separation Ooh. of the t-shirt and the pocket? Ooh. The only person I've really seen do that was Mark McNary. And it looks it looks like a production error, but it's kind of fire. Because yeah, like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's separation like in the, in the, where, the titty, where the titty meat is. Yeah, it's intentional. It, like, sounds, like, like, it sounds a little Virgin Abloh. I feel like... <laughs> That's a little novelty for novelty's sake. I'm not mad at it. Um, just because we lost some time because of 
our perfect angel. Uh, Luke oh, fallen angel, fallen angel. Our, our Ter- cherub, <laughs> Lucifer, the, the, the TF <laughs> Lucifer, Chuck, who, who fell from grace quite spectacularly. Um, Lucas, the, your crown king, let's talk about this. Is that, uh, a, yes. is that a fitted? That yes, a, it is. It is a fitted. Um, what size what's, your, what's your dome size? Yeah. yeah, size eight baseball helmet, bro. I mean, it's like, like my whole my whole body's in proportion. Like I got big ass feet, big ass head, big everything, and like I'll tell you, like dick. yeah, you know the vibes. And like, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like I never even when like snapbacks were popping off, I was like, man, I can't do it physically. Really? I could not, I could not fit my head in that bitch. Like it's just like I couldn't do it. But right. like, this is just wait, I mean, Chuck. What is, size are you? What size is your dome? I'm almost there. I'm seven and three fourths. Wow, Ooh, king, king shit, king shit. Yeah, a very a lot of thoughts. I remember when my head was that small. <laughs> no, and what is that? Is, it, is that his Yankees new era or what's it? Yeah, it's, it's a uh, pack of shoes. They oh, like okay. a ninth, like like collab or whatever, but they actually, they've been dropping um, pretty fire exclusive new eras. So my friend put me onto that and uh, I just scooped this one up. Cause it's like cream color, blue brim, you know, classic shit. How many hats do you own? Uh, since quarantine started, I caught more. Um, Same. I got like I got is like that a haircut two, issue. Is that a haircut? Yeah, issue? absolutely, man. Fuck, like that's been that's like the, I, I was saying earlier. I was like, man, like the one thing, one of the things I miss the most is like being in a room with my friends and talking big shit. The other thing is, man, I miss fucking haircuts. Like, yo, phase I used, I used, phase two on Monday, supposedly. Yeah, no, I'll be ready. I used to, I mean, I was like literally two weeks to the day every day getting the fades tuned up, and now it's like. Has that fucked up your hat sizing? Like having more hair? No, no. <laughs> no but it, it works like a do rag. Like you just press the shit down. You know what I mean? What is your? But, let me, uh, let, let's let's do a cabbage check. What's your shit looking like right now? That's not. I mean, that's that not looks, bad. That's fine. Bro. Yeah, but it just got. But it's like it's like a. It's it poofs. You know what I mean? It's like a fro, and then it just got sure. like it got mashed down. You know? Would you like, ever grow it like out? Like are you t- like I'm using, and I think James, we might have talked about this on a boys only podcast, but this idea of, yo, it's like, if I have no choice, like, let me grow it out. Like, fuck it. Like, is that yeah, yeah. a vibe for you or you're ready to get it? Yeah. Well, well, I did. Uh, well, I'll tell you like, cause like I have a spade usually. And the biggest adjustment for me was like the part of your shit that you were just flipping in the back, like seeing like, seeing that like come up from underneath the hat was like fucking me up. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Same thing with the side too. I was like, yeah, yeah I, have, I literally have not had my hair. Like my hair, the hair on top or whatever, I'll usually let it grow and like I'll probably keep it long. So actually, I do like how it's going and how it looks. But that's what honestly, Rob I, does. Speaking of fucking yeah. the homie, wherever yeah. he's at, uh, shout out fucking Rob. He's got like volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because Rob, yeah, because Rob used to do the like the almost like the flat top, you know, like not like yeah, an yeah. actual flat top. It'd be like <laughs> completely faded on the side and then high on top. And that's kind of what I do too. But like, I honestly it was driving me fucking crazy. And I don't know if you've seen. Um, I don't know if you saw that issue of that cover of Rolling Stone with Bad Bunny on it, but he's got kind of like the quarantine fake fade, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I got like, I got a, you know, I got a barber clippers at home and I like my sister came over to visit. I was like, all right, we're doing the homemade haircut. <laughs> like we're doing the fake fade. And it made, it's made shit better, to be honest with you. Oh, but she didn't yeah. fuck your shit up. She was able to no, accomplish no, no. what she set out to do? No, yeah, she's precise. I mean, obviously it doesn't look like, you know, it's not, it's not nothing is going to replace your barber, but it, it definitely <laughs> did the trick for nothing. a while. Nothing you, replaces. What do you What do you miss more in quarantine? What do you miss more in quarantine? Uh, your barber or your parents? <laughs> Oof, the warm embrace point. of your barber. <laughs> well, now I Clear FaceTime answer. my parents, so I definitely <laughs> spoken to them more than my barber was. My barber just hit me up 
at like three o'clock in the morning. I haven't, we haven't like spoken to each other in, since this started. And then like, he hit me up like three times this one week and he hit me up at some like three o'clock in the morning, like reply. Cause I posted a story or a picture of myself in my story and my hair is out and she looked like, you know, it looks crazy. He got a big ass beard, big ass hair. He was like, he's like, He's like, yo, your hair looking looking huge, my G. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then he like called me the next morning and he's like, You he's up? Like, yeah. So yeah, basically he's <laughs> yeah. just like, he's just like, so like, you know, I set up this little like he basically set up like a speakeasy for his shit. Oh shit. But it's but it's dumb fucking far away. So oh, actually I'm not gonna say where it's at, but it's far. And right. I was like, what am he I gonna do? do? House like, calls? I was, no. And that's the thing. I'm like, yo, I, I thought he was about to be like, yeah, I'm doing house calls. I'm like, bet, let's get it. Right. But he's like, I'm in XYZ neighborhood in XYZ borough. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to get there? <laughs> I'm going to say like... Pay for a haircut right now. If I told you that like you could ha- make it happen instantly, what, what's your upper limit? I'm very curious. Because you are the biggest proponent of... And, and this is something I think we all agree with, but a, a good hair... A, a haircut changes everything about your confidence, your mood, everything. So how much would you pay right now to be fully, freshly faded beautifully? For haircut power a after G? after three nah not that much it's, it's not that crazy a but, G? I, but I, 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 yeah, yeah, I was like I, I was like I'm not doing that well in life right now <laughs> like, I'm just like yeah. like fuck yeah let me get that thousand dollar yeah we're donating to GoFundMe's <laughs> yeah 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 exactly all my fucking haircut bread went out the window nah I'd say like maybe like two hundred two fifty okay. like if it was like right tonight like pull up to my crib I don't have to do anything crazy I don't even have to sweep up two fifty easy okay respect. You're, the, you're also the you're the chief of haircut Twitter. Oh, absolutely! It's because it's like honestly, that shit is like just being well groomed in general will always put you in a good advantage in life. You know, like people do just like look at you different when you have like a fresh cut. Like you walk different, you feel different. You're also, more aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No drag on the sides. You know, <laughs> and then just like and talking shit in the barber shop. My man's just drafting you know? in the street. Yeah, you <laughs> start taking off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucas, yeah, what, about the, what, about the, what about the hardware? You mentioned the ring. Do you got anything on right now? Oh, yeah. Just my chain. I'm at, I'm at home just chilling, so. But it's like if I go outside, it'll be like, I'll wear my, you know, I guess it's, not really, it's more like a championship ring, so it's just fucking huge. You suit up. You, you, leave, the, you, you walk out the front door, you suit up. Yeah, exactly. What about That's the pennies? Just, you can't forget the pennies. Finally, yeah. Calvin Klein, all day. Same Boxer as last time, briefs? actually. Boxer briefs? briefs, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Respect. Briefs, shit. Right. I'm, too, I'm right. too thick Too thick for briefs, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fit check complete. Right, fit check complete. Thanks, uh, Lucas. Lucas, Pleasure. you actually don't know this um, because you haven't been on this podcast yet, but the three main subjects of this podcast are money, ka-ching, fapping and clapping, new name, and most importantly, no. ourselves. Sure. Right? That's what I'm there, Are we trying out some other stuff? Like, wasn't there another one not fapping and cap, clapping, but uh, another? Uh, meats and cheeks? I don't know. Ooh, meats and cheeks. Meats and cheeks. Are- <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. Sure. Or uh, sex and dating. No, that's boring. Um, but let, let's, start with, let's start with the most important thing, which is ourselves. You know, Lawrence, yeah. yes. James, the goddamn motherfucking boys. So, like throwing fits, you have been super successful around harnessing the energy around fire johns and raising money for a righteous cause obviously your a cab all cops are bastards went the fuck off yes if you haven't seen it then you just aren't online how many units did you sell yeah uh well we, it was it was 550 orders but a lot of them were like multiple t's so wow. probably like somewhere around like um 
maybe like 600 shirts in 48 hours. I'd, your I'd biggest, have, your biggest heat ever for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Like bigger than the Bernie T's bigger than anything we do. No losses. It's like, Oh, bigger than Bernie Sanders. You bastards. Yeah. 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 Were you, did you, did you think that a cab would pop harder? I guess like everyone, like to James's point, the galvanization right now is at a fever pitch deserved. Yes. But were you yeah. surprised at the excess uh, success rather of, of the a cab joint? I mean, fire design, but you never know. Well, cause it's like, you know, I got like uh kind of the inner circle of people with good taste that I usually will just like send some shit to. And I'm like, yo, just to make sure I'm not about, about to put out some bullshit, you know, cause like I trust myself, but you got to have like the little, you the know, <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta have the cabal, you know, like you gotta, you gotta run shit by people sometimes. Everyone I showed it to was like, yeah, it's fire. I'm comping right away. Um, so yeah, I was, a little, I was a little surprised to be honest with you. I didn't expect it to like hit off like that, but uh, what, what yeah. Were your initial, what were like the initial hopes? Like a hundred, <laughs> honestly anything you know what i mean like because i was like i you know I, it started it started with me like i was like you know because one thing one thing that i that i love that people do now because i used to be like very uh anti being public about charity shit you know what i mean like i was like you do that shit quietly and you never make it a big thing but what i realized no virtue like, signaling yeah yeah and like what i realize now is that it's like you know, like it either, either kind of enables people or shames them, which doesn't really matter which one is which, but like when people see it and they kind of get the opportunity to participate in something, you can get like a much bigger result. So I remember like, you know, first, first bail fund that I contributed to, I was like, all right, I feel like a hundred bucks. And I was like, somebody matched me. And then like 10 or 15 people matched me. I was like, okay, we just raised 1500 bucks. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I was like, and it's the same thing, you know, it's like the same thing with Bernie Sanders. Like, all right, like I can't, put up like thousands and thousands and thousands of my own dollars. But like what I can do is make fire t-shirts and like people feel good about like doing charitable shit when they're, you know, they get something in return for it. And they also, they could share with their friends, like where it's protests. Like This this is literally grassroots organization and movements. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. And, and I think we're, I think we're the same way, you know, uh, a lot of us on this call is like, we kept that shit to our private selves and yeah. we're like, put it out there because that's just what we did on our own. And like, whether it wasn't cool or whether it wasn't like whatever, but now like, yeah, it, you know, I think what we learned is that a lot of people and probably a lot of people that bought the shirts just like, don't really know where to begin. Yes. So it's not only like enabling them, but it's also like informing. So in that, in that vein, um, what organization or organizations did you donate the robust funds towards and, and why did you pick them? So the first, the first 24 hours went to the Minnesota freedom fund because that's where shit was really this was right. Kinda, when, yeah. Right. When it started. Yeah. Cause it was, it was literally the first, Early. Like, first night that this shit started and people were going crazy. And I just saw like it, you know, shit was like, cops were turning shit into a war zone. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, these people, you know, these people are like, they're the tip of the spear. You know what I mean? They're leading this shit off. Like they're Thanks. doing, they're doing what's right. And they're putting their bodies in the line. So first it went to them and then it kind of started to get around that, um, you know, they were basically like they had too much money. They're like, we, we do not need any more money. And then the other, so they recommended, um, it was reclaim, it reclaimed the block. And I think it was black mm. visions collective. Black Vision yeah. Collected, yeah. 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 So it was like, those are, those are the two that they had recommended. And those people, like I did a little search on them be like, They've been at this for a while. It's not some like, it's not like a nonprofit where it's like all the money is like, you know, going to administration and shit like that. It's just like to, people to taking, raise Patagonia vest fund. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, the, to the, the Sean King slush fund, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but that's like, an important so, point, right? Like uh, yeah. everyone, everyone listening. And I know this, there's been, 
I don't want to say controversies, but like you got to do the research on before you before you before you give a dollar. People, you should be looking into this, right? As opposed and to James's point, and like Lucas is a great example of this. Like, yo, it's awesome for people to step up and be like, yo, this is something to consider, right? Whether you buy this tea or match me, whatever. But like. Do do the work. Like, don't yeah, be so yeah, yeah, lazy. Yeah. I think that's like a. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, the least, that's a, the least yeah. you can do is yeah. at least look up their mission statement and right. like, where is this money going towards? Like, because yeah. any any org or not any org, but like different orgs are going to catch fire online, and then all of a sudden, like Minnesota Bail Fund, for example, they're like, exactly. "Yo, we have, we have thirty five million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop, you literally stop. you literally cannot spend <laughs> this money fast enough. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then yeah, so it's it's kind of like it's almost like reverse engineering, like what cause do you really want to contribute towards and then figure out who's kind of working towards uh, enabling that cause. Um, You guys are absolutely right. It's essential that you do the research because there's a lot of grifters out there, you know, like people just scamming like crazy. The Black Lives Matter is foundation, right? This separate thing, that's not the thing. It's like uh, that dude ran off on the plug with bullies, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, I mean, that's all, that's a specific example, but yeah, definitely do do the work right don't yeah, be so do the work. fucking lazy like do the, again, do, the work. Yeah, do the math do the math exactly but the um, one that's the that's the one good thing about uh someone said they turned ig into powerpoint <laughs> it's like yo <laughs> yeah. but that but thank god for that because honestly like i i'm glad that it's been really normalized for everyone to be like posting this information and sharing it because you know even though it's like you have like the well-designed you know little <laughs> little helvetica font and shit you know like yeah. this beautiful pop color the information is easier to access than ever so it's not hard you just gotta just put a little time into it you know yeah let me you know let me that i um, kill all cops on my pinterest board baby <laughs> i know that i know that the t's are kind of just touching down now but like when you see people posting themselves wearing your shit or, or if you see it at a protest, which I'm sure you will in the next few days, like what, what goes through your head when you see people actually wearing this stuff uh, that you've designed for a good cause? I mean, it's so, you know, anytime you see someone like rocking something that you may like, you know, and I actually saw, I need to shout out my uh, graphic designer, Alexander Hancock. That's my man did the work on that one. Um, but anytime you see something like that you- Sounds like a founding father. Yeah, yeah, I was no, gonna say he, he's doing his part. He's doing his part to, to make reparations, though. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he doesn't fuck with white supremacy at all because not slam, but <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But uh, no, it, it's 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 pride, you know, and like, and not not like vanity type pride, but you're just like shit. Like I made something that people like, and I had a positive impact. You know, it's it makes you kind of just think about everything that you do. You're like, all right, like how can I extend this feeling into other parts of my life where I'm like, I'm having a positive impact on the people around me, you know, shit that's happening socially. So yeah, it feels, I mean, it feels fucking phenomenal, you know, like, and it's like, people get excited about the shit too. Like, were you surprised by, were there any like famous purchasers or customers or? Um, I think I'm trying to think of like who's the most famous one. I mean, a lot of friends, a lot of strangers, but a lot of the success came from, you know, like, like good homies sharing, you know, like uh, Hassan Rahim, for instance, you know, for sure. Like he's he's been like um you know he's been he's been he's a warrior, bro. Dude, he's a he's a we were talking about total luxury hero. spa on last yeah. week. Like they yo, yeah, they raised like a hundred they raised like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, no, he's banks. Yeah, he's bank. he's legitimately a hero and like and he's like for instance, he's been a really good source of information too. Yes, you know, just agreed. like learning about shit. Because like, you know, this is like something that he's been about for a long time and he just kind of rose to the occasion and was like he's like, What can I do? Like what can I make happen? But like him sharing it is just gonna increase that you know, the waves, you know what I mean? Like people yeah. are going to be like, Oh shit, that's fire. You know that, um, and, you know that we're, we're team fuck celebrities over here, even though we are kind of celebrities, <laughs> at this point, but you know, it, 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 
if there's <laughs> a celebrity, look, the, the New Yorker doesn't just profile anyone sure. on their digital, Excuse free me. to everyone, not print platform right. but yeah. i mean listen was, a screen is more expensive than a piece of paper you know what i mean that's, that's way more luxury no tree like, no trees died in the making of this yeah, profile su- sustainability no, you know no sir what's a celeb that if they wore like who's your dream celeb to see wearing uh the a cap shirt i mean i'm gonna keep a stack with you man yeah fuck, actually no fuck celebrities bro <laughs> like unless they're, unless they're i'm offended paper. Uh-huh. yeah no the only celebrities i acknowledge are you guys but like <laughs> honestly like if there's yeah, it would, I mean, it would be. Who do you hate to see wearing it? Who do you hate to see? Jay Cole, that would be devastating. <laughs> that'd be that'd be very that'd be very fucking upsetting to me. Like I was like, yo, I, I didn't even realize. Like I blocked that man on Twitter like five years ago. Like I was like, I, like a friend, someone hit me up because I blocked them, and I was like, well, you're you wilding, you know. And like I was like going through my block list to unblock him because we talked it out. And I was like, I blocked J. Cole. And I was like, God damn, I'm so fucking smart. And I was like, I was like, that whole shit that everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, J. Cole's wilding. I was like, y'all hear something? Mm-mm. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know Jermaine. Like, sorry. Yeah. That's not my man. So yeah, what J. Else, Cole uh, what else, you got, for me. what else you got coming up though, product wise? What can we expect? Um, so, so from, the, from the brain that's bigger than J. Cole's brain. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lucas, you, Lucas, so you sent me a really sick design, and I've been like, yes. I've had my finger on the trigger, like waiting. Yes, for yes. No, it's I'm it's sick. uh, it's coming. It's like I don't want to, I don't want to blow the surprise, but um. It's a little more aggressive than the ACOM T, if you can if you can imagine that. There's there's what? some prof- there's some profanity on there. You know? Ooh, I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're pushing Lucas. the boundaries. Yeah, we're Lucas. pushing the my fucking my monocle just fell on my champagne flute, <laughs> my you know what I mean? <laughs> Good heavens, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, so it's so the so the next step is for charity uh, that, though, charity Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Yo, can I ask charity. you a question? When What's up? when and this is a loaded question, right? So, so let me just preface that. Like we talked about, or I talked about James and I trying to potentially dip our toes in the merch game. And, and we yeah. have made a commitment as a unit, not just myself and James, but everybody, the core four and, and beyond that we want to always have some charitable element. That's maybe not front and center, but that we're doing because we know it's right. Like at Absolutely. what point, do you think that you will go back to releasing for-profit merch? Have you even thought about that? Am I gauche for asking that question? Or have you even no, 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 no. I think it's, that's honestly, that's a very reasonable question too, because like, as you can imagine, you know, like I'm, I'm very blessed. I still have a job, but I lost a lot of income due to COVID. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, I've had to definitely make changes in my lifestyle and just like, you know, like, like, again, I, the, that's like one of the reasons why I'm like, yo, I have to do something is because like I said, I still got a job. So it's like, I can't be stingy with motherfuckers. Like people need money. Um, I don't know. I, I actually, to be honest with you, I haven't thought that far ahead. You know, like there's something I've been working on in the background for a while now. Um, that's eventually is going to be for profit, but it's like, honestly, the way unemployment is set up right now, <laughs> like it's, it's gauche is the exact word to set. Like, imagine like putting out some shit right now and everyone's just like, like people are dying, Kim, and sure, they're sure. fucking broke. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I don't know. Probably not for probably not for 2020, to be honest with you. Like I think this year, this year is pretty much a wrap. But you know, there's there's some there's some things in the works that that kind of connect to some other shit that I do too. And when it's ready, I think it's going to be for profit. But like you said, there's always going to be a charitable. Now it's like I feel like I hope I hope that that's one of the big changes now is that oh yeah everybody always has some sort of element like that in whatever they're doing because it's like yeah we need to you know. 
Um, Lucas, you know, you've been wild active the last three weeks, just like in these streets, inspiring us. Um, I want to talk about the protests, like for anyone that hasn't been lucky enough. And I say that lucky enough to attend these protests because they are like fucking fire. And, uh, just what, what's the vibe been? Just explain to people that haven't, that haven't gone for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, the, the first week was fucking insane. Cause I remember it was like, Zuvi. Yeah, no, for real. Because, well, so basically, um, the, the shit started to pop off in Minnesota. And then that, the Friday, of, and that was like, I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the Friday of that week, they did the first protest at Barclays. And I didn't go because I was like, yo, COVID, like, I'm not trying to be pressed up against fucking, you know, 3,000 of my friends and neighbors. By the way, just and real quick, real quick interjection. The news came out today that it's been three weeks of protests in New York and there have not been any surges in coronavirus. Yes, so facts. props to everyone acting responsibly at these protests. Hell yeah, that's, use your brain. That's, yeah, for sure. And like, so that first night, so basically that first night I didn't go because I was honestly shook. I was like, yo, I'm not trying to get sick, you know? And then I saw the next day and on social media what had happened. I was like, yo, these cops are fucking brutalizing people. And I'm like, there's like 98-pound people out there getting like beat up by the cops. And I was like, I, I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't in good conscience, like, just watch these people get their shit. You can't just be a brolic ass beast yeah. on the couch. You know yo, what I'm saying? That's, that's exactly what it is. And it's like, honestly, it's like, you know, my, my number one concern there is like the safety of the people around me. You know what I mean? And like... I might have, you know, I might be able to help someone. I could definitely take a punch or a nightstick better than one of those smaller people. So sure. I went out on a Saturday and then I just kept going out. I think the craziest one was, is like the, the night before they, before they did the curfew. And James, I think you might have actually been there too. But we walked over, you know, because I, I live in downtown Brooklyn and pretty much everything starts at Barclays. So it's like very easy for me to get to. It's like walking distance, you know? And so I, we walked, we met up there, posted, and then we shut down the Manhattan Bridge and we got to Canal Street. And that's when the cops started wilding. Like they basically, they didn't quite kettle us because like we, there was still like ways out, but we, we were like heading west down Canal and they blocked us off at like Church Street and we were trying to go into Tribeca. And like the cops started getting like crazy fucking aggressive. Um, Was that because they the, were pr protecting Tribeca like legitimately? Probably? Yeah, I think it's because it's, yeah, it's a high income area. You know what I mean? So it's like they, they got to, you know, that's what their job is, is to protect the rich people. Yeah. And so like they, they were like kind of like, it was like it shit got a little confusing. And then I was like, when, when there is not like clear leadership, that's when things get fucked up. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, you need to know what the next move is. And they were like, I guess like the leadership was like, Leadership was like, uh, like they started like, they had everyone like kneeling and like, I can't do that shit. Like I cannot kneel in front of the police, like fuck all that. And they were like trying to like talk to, they were like talking to the protesters and they were talking about like, oh, they're going to let us go if we're peaceful. And people just said, fuck it and hit it up in the Soho. And that's when shit got crazy. Like it just, people were, I mean, I don't know. You, you saw, you know, you saw pictures and shit of what Soho looks like. People were just, you know, people were fucking furious you know what i mean like they're just and they're gonna take it out on yeah what, you know, what, do you, what do you say to the critics who like try to highlight the rioting and, and the looting that's a it's, a it's a symptom of the real problem you know what i mean like it's like yeah obviously it's not great but at the same time it's like people are you know people get oppressed like you can't really you know be like okay everyone just react calmly you know what sure. i mean like it's like people are yeah. fucking pissed and like 
you know, just like, uh, you can you wear, actually, you can wear the size 15 Gucci loafer and also at the same time, not cry crocodile tears for the Gucci yeah. store. No, fuck the Gucci store. Take everything. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like, sorry, I don't mean to fuck up your bag, guys, in case they're like just no. like, finger, finger hovering on the fucking sponsorship button. No, but, sir. Uh, I wish. No. Yeah, no. We're no. Beholden I, wish to- I, could cu- I wish I could cut this out, Lucas. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> We're beholden to no, to no inanimate brand. No yeah. gods, no masters. To no I structure. Don't. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, Honestly, like I, I don't feel a fucking dr- like that. You know what the people say? That's the the best fucking example. They said like things can be replaced, lives cannot. You know what yeah. I mean? And like that's what it is. It's like who gives a fuck? Like I'm like yo, like just wreck this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just like that's what gets shit done. Like it's like everyone, you know, chanting and holding hands is a beautiful thing. But like sometimes you have to smash some shit to get your point across. And that's what people did. Yeah, good vibes are are not always the answer. You yeah, know? for sure. Like you know, I have we tried posy vibes? Have we yeah, tried- yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah, put the you know, Kendall Jenner pops out with the milkshake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, have we, have, we tried, have we tried kneeling at yeah, NFL games? yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. And that's the thing. It's like also, I'm, I'm not telling people how to protest. Like, you should do whatever you feel is right or safe. But like, I know for me, it's like I'm not shedding a fucking tear for the window of the Lululemon store on Broadway. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that place. Like, you know, they're good. They'll be fine. They have insurance. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll be, they'll be cool. You know? And their founder was a bigot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so say less. Oh, fuck them. Fuck. Care less. Speaking, Best of luck. But speaking of posse vibes that do work, you have been chefing up a little bit of vegan food for all mm. of our, you know, comrades on the front lines. What was behind that decision? Like what, listen, we all know that you are an avid, Chefaroni, yes, kitchen, yes. But like, what made you be like, all right, like, let me? Because you had to find a bigger kitchen, I'm sure, right to begin with. That was yes. the first thing. So, so yes. walk us through the thought process there. Well, so basically, I mean, the first, first and foremost, like, you know, the first ten days or whatever, when they still had the curfew, I think I was out like eight out of ten of those nights, you know. And you're walking, and it's like we would walk from like, I'd walk basically from my crib, like we walk to like. East Flatbush and back, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, just log the clean 12 miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so basically that first week, you know, it was kind of born out of just physical exhaustion because like, I just, you know, I was not able to justify resting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, like, I'm like the night, the night that I like tried to rest, they literally walked past my crib. <laughs> and I hear them chanting from the fucking window. I was like, all right, I got to get out there. And I was trying to figure out, I'm like, all right, like finally, like after like day eight, my body was wrecked. You know what I mean? I was like sitting there soaking my feet in fucking Epsom salt, like feeling washed as hell. And I was like, I got to figure out some other kind of way to help. And, um, you know, basically like, so my, my father was a black Panther when he was a teenager, um, which is like something that, you know, like I heard a lot about growing up and like, it's something that I've always really respected him because like, you know, for me, when I was a teenager, I was running from the cops. You know what I mean? Mm. He was fighting the cops. <laughs> you know, like I was like, God damn, like different level type shit. But he, that he, he set told... the example and ignited the fire. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, and my family has a history of that shit too. But like, he's, you know, obviously that's like the man who taught me how to be a man. So, you know, he's going to be my most direct example. And he told me about the free breakfast for kids program, you know, and it kind of like, that's what basically inspired me is I'm like, yo, like I remember like being out there and I'm like, okay, like, I'm hot. I'm hungry. You burn a lot of energy and shit. So I was like, what else can I do? Well, I know how to make food. Right. And I'm like, this is, you know, trying to nurture, nurture the revolution. You know what I mean? And like keep people fueled. 
you know, because the other thing is like, if you're, you know, if your body starts to give out, you're not in a good place. You know what I mean? Like there's people out there, God bless them. There's people out there giving out water, which has definitely saved me a bunch of times when I've been like dehydrated, hot, uncomfortable. And then they got like, um, you know, like Nutri-Grain bars, chips and shit like that. You know what I mean? And I was like, Yo, I saw right, someone, like, I saw someone handing out, uh, some very gourmet, like kettle fried chips. I was very impressed. Yeah, and I took yeah, a I bet. That. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. love that. It's like, and that's a good snack too, but I was like, all right, let me try and take that a little bit further. So thank you, Cape Cod for your contribution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, ex- the crunch really keeps the revolution alive. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so basically that's like, I, I was just, I basically looked, I was like, what can I do? Like I'm contributing money. I'm, you know, trying to raise awareness. And I was like, this is a way that I can physically help people, you know, cause I also know a lot of these people who are protesting are unemployed. You know, they don't have a lot of money. So it's like, they might be hungry and they're still putting their bodies on the line. The least I can do is try and feed them, you know? And so it started, like it started in my kitchen. And then, um, I don't know if y'all ever been to a spot on uh, Bowery called Short Stories in mm-hmm. Ashwin. Shout out to Ash, Williamsburg Pizza Ash. Um, he let me hold it down with the restaurant kitchen too. So basically now is going to be the first time where I'm actually going to be looping in someone else to help me cook. So I'm be able to cook more meals. So basically like I topped, like I topped out at like 40 meals for the last couple of protests. And I'm like, just gradually figuring out how to make it bigger each time and feed more people. Cause people are like, honestly, the response is incredible. People are so happy and grateful and they just, they really appreciate it. You know what I mean? And like, also like one of the things I miss the most, you know, with quarantine is like, I love cooking for people. I love hosting. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's a, it's an active service. It's like, it's a big part of my social life. So it kind of restores that a little bit. So you know, I get a little bit from it too. Um, the free food thing is, is really, I feel like emblematic of like how the state has just kind of failed in like feeding its citizens. And it's like, yo, if, if people can just, uh, you know, I see like, um, also a vegan chef just had like a hundred meals and there were just like all these homeless people lined up for food. And like, this is how they're getting fed. And, and, you know, it's, it's, if this is how it happens to a community and empathy and like whatever, caring for your fellow man, why the fuck not? But it's also just like, this is just kind of what it is. Um, I want to ask about like this inner fire that Lawrence mentioned, like, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but obviously uh, desperate times, not desperate times, like these times call for different measures. Um, Has this always been something that's been part of like your life? Just like protesting, uh, you know, you mentioned running from the cops, but like, I don't know, activism, challenging the state. Yeah. Just activism. Or is it something that's kind of come about recently? I would say, I mean, the first protest I remember was when the KKK came to New York and they were posted up near like city hall. And like, I was, I don't know, fuck. I was probably like eight or nine or something like that. And I remember my dad took me and my sister down there and we just went and we popped out and there was like, you know, regalia. In the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they ah. popped out. Like, they popped out full full force. Pop up to pop out? Yeah. And, like, and the thing is that's so funny now is, like, you know, there was probably, like, 20 of them and, like, 5,000 of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, like, they're completely yeah. outnumbered. And they're surrounded by the cops, which now I realize there was probably more, like, 100 of them there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, they, but they 20, were there to, 20 of them with hoods on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. 20, 20 were dressed. God knows how many were there. Um, you know, and that, and that was, like... That was probably like the first, the first protest I ever went to. And 
like I said, it's like something that's in like the history of my family, you know, it's obviously like stories get passed down and stuff like that. And like going back generation, generationally, it's like my grandparents too, you know, my, uh, my great uncle, you know, he ran this, um, he was the director of this organization called Haru, which is like a Harlem based, you know, social, social activism type program to help people like get jobs and, you know, advance themselves in life. So it's something that's been just part of the family forever. And, you know, I would be involved, um, probably up until up through like college. And then after college, it was kind of like, all right, like, you know, I guess I just became more selfish. Like, I'm like, yo, like I'm trying to, like, I'm like, I just started in the fashion industry. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm trying to make shit happen for myself. I'm trying to establish myself. So it just kind of became something that I was aware of, but wasn't really like that focused on, you know what I mean? And like, you know, and then kind of the last big like uprising type moment I remember was Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. And that was, that was big. I actually, I lived on wall street during that time. And oh, like, and it was like, it was crazy. Like it was, it was honest to God crazy. It was like literally, uh, what's that wonder shows and skit with like the little girls, like shouting people yeah. out on that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was basically that, but like a bunch of like Crustafarian type people posted up and like, um, you know, that was like, that was a little bit of a, you know, like an eye opening experience for me. Cause I just kind of remembered, like, I was like, damn, like, you know, you used to be about shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you used to, yeah. you used to get active, and then, and then you honestly, got distracted by by yeah, a bunch of bu- cap- capitalism bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, but basically, that's what happened. It's like honestly, you know, it's like something that I was kind of able to ignore. And then, like, I would say probably, you know, the last four years or whatever. Excuse me, since 2016 or whatever, since Trump got elected, like you know, shit was already like extremely fucked up in the U.S., but it just became kind of impossible to ignore. Like it was just like you know, things just got more and more glaring and like, you know, more insane bullshit got like, um, normalized, you know what I mean? Like just insanity. So I guess that's when I started to really kind of pay more attention. And then like we had mentioned earlier, like, you know, Bernie Sanders started campaigning and like, I, I'm a firm believer that like, (laughs) you know, I was, I was raised with a, a extreme distrust for all authority figures, but especially politicians. Like they're just, you know, they're out, they're out for themselves, you know, but honestly, Bernie was talking that talk, you know, that, that energy was there. And like, I started to really kind of, I guess what was so appealing about it was like the fact that his campaign was like funded by the people, you know what I mean? And like, he was about it to, for sure. Yeah. He was about it for a while. And I really, I have to give him his props too, because that $2 and 70 cents thing was fucking brilliant. Like, it's just like, yo, you have $2 and 70 cents right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to be like, that's not money that's necessarily going to change your day and people were just contributing, contributing. And that was, that was kind of the beginning of like the, you know, the, the charitable streetwear or whatever, the only morally defensible streetwear is like <laughs> streetwear with a cause, you know, but like basically it's what, it was, to, like, it's what it used to be. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. And like, and like, um, you know, shout out Nate James. He basically just like, you know, he just makes art. Like he just, he's literally pumps out this, this art and he made like a movie poster for like, you know, Bernie and the squad. And then I just like, and it was a similar kind of thing where I was like, all right, um, I was like, I'm a match, um, up to a hundred dollars in donations today for anyone who donates to Bernie Sanders. And then one person donated a hundred bucks right after the rep. I was like, Hmm, okay, let's take a different approach. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. We're going to have to, we have to switch it up or I'm going to be broke financing Bernie shit myself. <laughs> so, so that's when I, I hit him up and I was like, yo, like we can make this a T, you know what I mean? Like then we'll just give all the money to Bernie's campaign. And we did, you know, we, I think we raised like, we raised whatever, like the legal contribution limit amount was for 
for like a political campaign, which is like fifty, six hundred dollars or something like that. If you're not like getting a super pack or whatever. <laughs> and that kind of opened my eyes to like the possibility of that shit because like it, you know, people were excited, like you know, even Bernie Sanders, you bastards, is such a fire fucking phrase. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like walking yeah. around with that shit on the tee is like, you know, letting people know what time it is. And people were like, people hit me up and they're just like, yeah, just got into like a crazy argument with my family because I was wearing this shit, but it's worth it. You know what I mean? And like, sure. that was kind of, I guess that was kind of the beginning of like waking up a little bit and like realizing that, you know, these like platforms that we've all built or whatever can be used for good. And then flash forward and like shit got real. And honestly, it just... No looking back now. Shit's yeah. different. Shit's well, different and it's going to stay different, you know? It's the new normal. I want to go back, though, to kind of like, you know, the, the what really, you know, the fires you were forged in. So unlike my suburban product of white flight, bridge and tunnel co-host here, uh, you also grew up in New York City. The diaspora. Um, it's the diaspora is how we prefer to, to call diaspora. it. Diaspora. Uh, you know, so... so <laughs> Yep, that one. New York, New York City kids um, always experience things earlier than most. Obviously, I feel <laughs> like a lot of kids or a lot of people on the Zoom maybe didn't see like a, a KKK rally um, when they were eight or nine, although I guess that is pretty common for most parts of the country. But um, the Crown Heights riots popped off when you were very young. But yes. did you grow up, when you were very young like and growing up, did they kind of still cast a shadow over the neighborhood? Because they still, to this day, I feel Yeah, this, well, because it's like... There. Crown Heights in particular is such a, like a crazy dichotomy because you have like mad Jewish people and mad Western people, you know what I mean? And like now, obviously like, you know, a lot of gentrification there too, but um, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's, it's tension. You know what I mean? Like you have two different cultural groups and like, you know, te- like technically both immigrant groups too, you know, and like that are, and like very proud immigrants, you know what I'm saying? And like, they're very much trying to keep their traditions alive. And not necessarily like, you know, 100% integrate. And that's where you start to run into some explosive tension. You know what I mean? Like that's where shit starts to pop off. You know, one thing leads to another. And it's like, it's a shame to be honest with you. Because it's like, you basically have other people, you know, you, you, you have people suffering under the same systems, but you get kind of pitted against each other. You know what I mean? Because you view each other as like competition or the source of oppression in your life when may not be the case but it's just what's in front of your face at the time you know right yeah speak, right. speaking of that like lucas like your mom is white and your dad is black when did being mixed race like become part of your consciousness uh i remember i remember we went to i think probably the first first memory that i had of this because like obviously like uh you know I remember we went we went out to dinner one time and we went to a fancy restaurant and it was like, you know, it was like my dad was trying to do something nice for the family. You know, he worked hard as shit. You know, we went out to get like um, seafood. I don't even remember the name of the spot, but like we Red went Lobster. out to get like, yeah, exactly. Long John Silver's? <laughs> if only, you know. <laughs> like, Le Bernadette. Yeah, no, definitely not that fancy, but I, but I do remember it being kind of like a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it was like, we had to, we had to kind of, you know, dress up a little bit and look nice and shit. And so we got seated and the service was fucking horrible, like terrible, you know, like people were getting seated after us, getting served food before us. I remember seeing, you know, like my dad just like kind of bubbling with rage, you know what I mean? Like he was just fucking heated because obviously it was some, you know, racist bullshit, and I remember my dad, you know, finally complained, like he got up and complained to the maitre d' like away from the table. And I didn't hear, I couldn't see the conversation, but he came back. He's like, we're leaving. Ooh. And I was like, 
what I know. I'm just, you know, like, I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to like stir the fucking, you know, stir the pot or whatever, but I'm just like, what happened? It's just like, you know, like he was fucking pissed. And he was like, he's like, you know, I complained about how long this was taking. And they're like, well, sir, this is a McDonald's, you know? And I was like, Damn. you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it was like, it was OD. And I think that was kind of sort of the first time that I became like aware of this shit. And I think that was pretty young too, like maybe around that seven or eight kind of age. Like those are like my earliest memories usually. Were you also, um, you being a kid, were you also kind of pissed that like you weren't going to get the fancy fish? <laughs> nah, I remember I was just like, I was, cause also I was definitely a little shook cause my dad was heated. Like he has the same voice that I do, you know? So when he sounds mad, it's fucking terrifying. But I, you know, it's just like, it's little, it's, you know, like microaggressions, you know, sure. shit like that, where you're just like, damn, like, you don't, you know, now it's like, then that happens to you and it's not really something you can ever forget. You know what I mean? And always every, and then it sort of like teaches your perspective on shit where it's like anything that kind of happens can kind of have, you know what I mean? You'll be like, you're like kind of like considering you're like, well, was that racist? You know what I mean? Like, like what does, you know, what just happened there? You know what I mean? Or like, you know, uncomfortable moments or like, you know, I remember it was like, we were in like, uh, you know, Grand Central, Grand Central State, uh, Grand Central Terminal. And um, we was waiting for the train and we were buying tickets. And it was like, a, it was a black conductor and it's just me and my dad. And like, he was like, are you guys brothers? <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just like, and I'm just like, what are you asking exactly? You know what I mean? Like, he's like basically like holding out a, holding out a fist for us to give a pound, but you know, just like little, little moments like that, where it's like, you know, everybody deals with it in kind of their own way or whatever. And like, honestly, like, you know, like uh, there's lots of pictures on me, right? Like available. And like, I'm like a level 99 light skin person. Like I'm very white, I'm very white passing. I benefit from white privilege. You know what I mean? So like, it's not the, it's not even close to an important issue. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I keep, I keep sure. my base, my base tears to myself. Cause it's like, people are dealing with real shit. And like, yeah, that doesn't mean what's happening to me is not real either, but it's just like, it's just not as important. You know what I mean? Okay, like, no, I, I mean, it's in the perspective you get. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I never, just like, I, cause I, the only reason why I'm so quick to like put these like disclaimers around this shit is because honestly, the fuckery that I see on the internet where I'm just like, oh, why did you fix your fingers to type that shit out? You know what I mean? Like, like it'll always be some like mixed race person, you know, <laughs> who's just like saying some dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like it just like, and it's just like, you know, it's not that nobody cares, but it's just, it's just not the most important thing that's happening. You know what I mean? Has, like, has uh, has, has being, um, you know, white passing, um, has that a gotten you into maybe like spaces? Uh, that you wouldn't necessarily have access to if you weren't white passing and were like more obviously like a black person to these people. And then have you, has that kind of like enabled these people, these racists to drop their guard around you? And, and I speak from personal experience, like this is something for sure where they're yes. just like, Oh yeah, you're not black. And then they just fucking racist. And you're just like, yo, 100%, 100%. Right here. yeah, yeah. You're like, they perjure themselves. <laughs> yeah. Do not recruit me for this. Nah, James, that's a hundred percent. Yes. First of all, about getting into the spaces, I just, you know, I, I'm not even that successful in life. And I just know my life would have been much, much harder if I was darker skin, if I looked more black, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's facts. That's how white privilege works. Like that's how white supremacy works, you know? And the other thing is definitely that's, that's the absolute facts too, is like you, you pinpointed this shit where it's like, people are like, 
oh, this guy's down. You know, he's white. Yeah. Let's, t- let's talk some shit about fucking people of color. You know, <laughs> you're just, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, what we're not about to do, you know, because like, and then it becomes this You're, you're like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Can you say it again? Can you speak yeah, right? yeah, yeah. to the microphone right here? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, yo, because you, I mean, we're all, we're all of a certain age. We're in our 30s. You remember, we remember life before everything being recorded. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like people used to say some shit, you know, and it's like, you know, and it, it would depend on the level of offense, you know, because it's like, you know, there's shit, there's shit that I've had to fight over where it's like, you just can't, you know, you can't abide that. But most of it has been like, to be honest with you, the majority of it is just checking these fucking people where you're just like, yeah, no. Uh, so no, <laughs> it's like, sorry, do not, do not recruit me into the KKK. Exactly. Like, I'm not fucking with it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, so that is one of my favorite things to do in this podcast. I'll just say this quickly is to uh, when, when white guests are on, or even when my white co host is going to just like pop their bubble of comfortability. And just yes, be like, hey, yeah. that was kind of racist. Anyway, keep going, yeah. Lawrence. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 Lucas, speaking of people, one, saying some shit, and then two, you checking the fuck out of them. Uh, I believe recently your boss asked you if you were black. Uh, oh, how, did, how did you not duff them through Zoom? Uh. <laughs> and, then, and then two, just like, whoa, whoa, yeah, just walk us through that. Because that, when I saw that, like, you've been very outspoken on Twitter, you know, about everything that's happening. But clearly, um, you're going through some shit professionally. You've tweeted about it. Like, what is that conversation even like? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, too, is like, for me, I guess I'm always, uh, you know, like, I- I'm always so slow to try and center myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not about me. It's bigger than me. You know what I mean? But this, this shit was just like the fun, you know what it is? Like, this is actually a perfect example, right? Is because it's like, it wasn't even like, we we're basically, it's like, it was the, it was the, after the weekend that the first protest, like the, when shit started to get real in New York. And my boss asked me like, like that, that was the lead off. I was like, you're black, right? Because again, it's like, you know, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not like, I don't pop into every meeting in my company and be like, I'm black, y'all. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like, <laughs> hey, I'm not black guys to, here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Reporting like, for not, duty. Like, yeah. Just like lay down the cardboard and start breakdancing to kick <laughs> off the meal. You know what I mean? Like, but no, it's like, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's something that like, you know, again, it's a privilege, you know, that I don't have to necessarily actively discuss it with these people. And the other big takeaway too, is it's like, yo, it's not black people's job to educate you know, yes. white people and non-black people of color about like the black experience. Did he tell him Jake Colbert, by the way? <laughs> yes. Oh man. You know, honestly, he, he does not read, but he thinks. So what can <laughs> I tell that man? You know what I'm saying? He's on some other shit, but like, but no, it's like the, you know, I guess the, the thought process was trying to see how I felt about everything that was happening. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, this is like coming from a good place, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's still putting me in a situation where I'm like, God damn, I'm fucking uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I have to like, I just sit here and like, try to, you know, maintain professionalism and, you know, not expose myself, you know, as like, uh, to put myself in jeopardy because obviously I still need a job. You know, I need material, I need material safety. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't don't have the world's most successful podcast uh, to fall back on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I need a (laughs) J-O-B. The oldest podcast that matters. Like, yeah, you know, but, exactly. but but you do you do have a, a pretty robust uh, side bag operation when COVID leaves and um, no losses is able to fucking function again. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, in, in our in our little pre in our little pre call, I asked, I was like, "Yo, are you cool to talk about like racism and nightlife?" And you were like, "Fuck yes, yeah, I want to fucking air out everybody." So let's talk about it. Like, 
it, how does racism manifest, manifest itself in the nightlife industry? Well, okay. So pretty much everybody who is owning a club is some variation of white. You know, I'm sure there's like, there's definitely going to be some exceptions to that rule, but I think pretty much anyone that's DJed in New York for any amount of time just knows that it's like, these are, these are white clubs, you know? And basically what happens is, is like people want, you know, people want black cool, you know, they want it to be like uh, something that they can profit off of, but to a certain extent where you have like these club owners who, you know, you, you play rap or anything like that. And they come up to you like, Oh, oh you know, like try and keep it dance. Like there, there'll be like light racism where they'll be like, Oh, try to keep it dancey. And then there'll be like hardcore racism where they're like, oh, it's getting a little dark in here. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, wow, like you really said that with your chest. Hip hop night is getting a little too dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much, uh, how much MG, MGTV got in your uh, Serato? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so I'd say that's probably the, that's the first and foremost example is like you just, right. you would get pushback from owners, managers, whatever about like playing too much black music, you know? But the ironic thing is that you have all these white people, you know, rapping along to the songs and shit. And they're like having the time of their lives because they get to live their little fantasy. <laughs> so, shit, yeah, bitch. Yeah, 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 literally, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's like legit, like, you know, people are getting to, you know, do their little dance or whatever. They hit the woe and, you know, you can't take them anywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, the door, the, but I would say probably the, 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 the place where shit goes down and Chuck, you could probably speak on this too from your experience, but like the door is where sure. the race, the, that's ground zero for racism. Like, dress, so codes, know, dress codes, right. Are in nightlife are systemic racism. Like that's what hundred percent, hundred percent. Cause it's all, it's basically, it's built around, black streetwear you know what i mean like that's right. just that's what it is like, yeah exactly exactly yeah. you know what i mean but it's like there's no there's no functional reason why someone wearing a hat inside of the club is is it's not doing anything you know what i mean like right. this is like there's like there's no negative impact on that shit um yeah. please don't dress cool well on that, yeah yeah on that it's note lucas like, how can the industry like the larger industry of nightlife, what can they do to help like elevate and enable, I guess, DJ, young DJs of color, especially like black and brown DJs, like how, what can they do? Is it just, is it as simple as like booking and paying a fair rate? Like what, what do you know? Like what are the, the easy or not easy? Cause none of this shit is clearly easy for anybody apparently, but like, what are those steps that, that simple steps? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you 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 touched on it right away. First of all, because that's another part of the the racist shit that I even get to is like you have a bunch of white guy DJs. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, and it and it becomes very apparent in the music selection and like the flow of the night. You know, so like first and foremost is like gotta book more women, gotta book more people of color, gotta book book more black people. Um, you know, so there's actual like you know and that's not to say that just because somebody's white doesn't mean they're not a good dj but it's just at the end of the day you need variation you know what i mean because shit comes becomes homogenous very quickly and you have white promoters booking you know white guys and white women too you know and like that shit is just it really sucks the flavor out of the place so and then also like, you have to be paying paying everybody the same rate too you know what i mean like they can't be like right it can't be like oh like the, the white male gets like more money than everybody else like that's right. 
It can't That's be it's, right. it can't be its own version of a three fifths compromise where like yeah, yeah. the top shelf that, gets less than whoever than than you know DJ Snake. Yeah, is that, yeah, exactly. Is is uh, pay disparity is that rampant amongst absolutely UKs? yeah because yeah. people also people think that they can kind of you know because they can they they fuck with you it's like it's not you know it's not a it's not like you every time you DJ your lawyer sends over a contract and like you agree with it. You know what I mean? Like it's a very like fast and loose kind of shit. Like sometimes getting paid in cash, like sometimes getting paid in check, you know, some place like very rarely has there ever been a place where I haven't had to do any type of follow-up to get paid. You know, there's only, only like a few times in my life I've ever been paid on time, you know, not have to jerk people around. Like, you know, I've had to, I've had to show up and like, you know, this has only been, luckily it's only been like a few times, but like, I've had to show up and like threaten violence before to get paid. You know what I mean? Physically like, in person. Like, physically. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I pulled up with a bat, you know, and it's like, and that's like, that's not good. That's not like a normal job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you do the unless, work. Unless your job is being a cop. Yeah, exactly. You know, like or, you have the, or, the bat on deck, you know. Or you're a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I had the on decky Matt Stewie with me. So, so <laughs> you, know, you know, like that's, but that's, that's like a huge thing right there. It's like, you know, because obviously, you know, there's there's tons of costs that come with, you know, running a business or whatever. Like, of course, you got like rent, you got to pay your staff and shit like that. Yeah. But it's like you're making cash all night at the bar. You know what I mean? And like if you have an agreement with someone, you need to honor that agreement. Because the other thing is like a lot of these people, a lot of people DJ and that's that's their whole livelihood. You know, so yeah, right. if you fucking jerk them on a check, you know, that that could fuck their paper up badly because it's also not a very high paying industry, too. And like, you know, one thing. Nightlife in New York is like, you know, they make it as hard as humanly fucking possible to run a club or, you know, like run a bar or whatever. Cops are always on you. And pretty much the cycle of any neighborhood is it's going to be hot and young people are going to live there and like everyone wants to chill. And then those people get old, they have kids, and then all of a sudden they got to pop one noise. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it's, it's oh, tough to run that works, business. The fireworks, the fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, tough, it's tough to run that business. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that, but that doesn't give you, like, free reign to fuck people over. Yeah. You know, like, just because someone's technically an independent contractor doesn't mean that you should play them. And there are still, and, like, also I should say this, too, is, like, there are people that are about their business and, like, they don't play around, like, the brunch bounce guys. Like, those guys... All bunch of cats from up to town, Dominican dudes, you know, they they got diverse lineups, they take care of their people. It's always very official with them, you know what I mean? But when you're dealing with a lot of venues directly, that's the issue. So you need to be it needs to be inclusive in the bookings. People need to get paid evenly. And like there should not be, you know, bullshit at the door where yeah. it's just like, oh, there's black people. It's like, well, Oh, like you know, look look for a reason to stop them. Basically, right. you know what I mean. Right. Like, and that's that's it's like that's it's like it's like it's like patrol cars. Yeah, exactly right. Stopping stopping frisk at the door, basically broken You're windows, clubbing. Yeah, <laughs> You're like literally just trying to find reasons to fuck with people. And there's been a ton of times where it's like you know I've had to stop DJing at places because Word. my friend my friends can't get in. You know what I mean? Like it's like it should that should not be a concern. It's like if I say that yeah. someone is like with me, you know You've they're on the guest list. Establishments and checks because. Yes. Of systemic racism off rip. Yes. Crazy. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, you have fuck to fuck them, you know? Yeah, you have yeah to. fuck, fuck Luke, them. You can always Lucas, go get more money, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine, like, you know, your optimism and good humor in the face of, like, the day to day racism and, and discrimination, but especially, you know, in this time of, like, massive social upheaval, how have you been able to kind of, like, keep that good energy flowing? Like, what's your secret Ooh, uh, for anyone that's maybe for anyone that's, you know, maybe struggling 
to continue to uh, see the positivity when there's just so much fuck shit, the world is just on fire or the world is still on fire. It's just that now the cameras are better. Yeah. Facts. No, it's definitely, it's been like this for a minute and now it's just getting exposed. I mean, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. It's like, even for me, it's challenging. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's hard to keep yourself like happy and motivated. You know, I'd say, first of all, like, you got to have your inner circle, you know, like people that it's like safe to vent to, but also safe to like joke with because like, honestly, like, yeah, like trust me, there's tons of times where like ain't shit funny, but at the end of the day, like what's going to really, you know, keep you alive and happy is the ability to still be able to laugh at shit. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be like, it can't be solemn and miserable 24 seven. Like there's nuance, you know, we can, we can care about two things at once and you know, we can laugh at some racist dude getting washed. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, an, that's another thing, by the way. Watch compilations of races getting knocked out. Oh, it's just like, that, shit is, that shit is a balm to the soul. Like, for real. That shit is food. Yeah. Um, you know. Chicken soup gotta, to the soul, baby. Yo, for real. Like, it's just like every single time, it's just like, mm, mm-mm, you know. <laughs> but, like, you got to, you know, you got to take care of yourself. That's another huge thing, too. It's like, you know, keep your, keep your crib clean. Like, feed yourself well. Like, get, get rest. That's a, that's a huge one. It's like, get your sleep. Even though it's hard as fuck to sleep right now, you still got to try. The fireworks. You know, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, fuck them, fuck them if they can't take a firework. But, sure. you know, and honestly... Fireworks, are, fireworks like, are sick. I don't know what the, what the fucking issue is. Yeah, yeah. Says, says the man like, born on the 4th of July. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, your birthday's on the 4th of July? That's crazy. Okay, bet. Coming yeah, up. and I don't own a dog. I do feel I do kind of feel bad for dog owners that have to put up with the fireworks. I will say that. Yeah, That's yeah, all. yeah. Do- the dog needs that little like anxiety shirt or whatever the thunder shirt. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking yeah. sweating it out in the corner. Thunder shirt, dude. Hell yeah. The anxiety yeah, blanket. Yeah, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, you need to you put your put like a blanket on your dog and then put like a heavy book on top of him. Be like, yo, chill out. <laughs> like, saying, I'm a seat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and like honestly, like your own little rituals and shit. Like for me. I have like, you know, obviously you work from home and like, that's like a hard thing to kind of balance out too. So you're not just like working all the time or whatever. But like for me, for instance, like I sit at, you know, I sit at like my uh, kitchen table to work, you know, because I have a desk. And so for me, like a little signal to myself when the day is done, it's like I put my laptop away, I hide it somewhere I can't see it. I reset the table and then I light some incense. You know, Chuck, you called out the Kumba incense before. You put me on. So, like, yeah, no, and it's 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 the truth, you know. But and like, we know me, like, we know there's no cap here because you're doing this a podcast on your phone. Yeah, literally, <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like you're seeing the crib. There's the table, you know. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, like for instance, like that incense is like a ritual. You know what I mean? Like that's like a signal to myself that it's like, all right, this is me time, this is time to relax. So, like, I would say, kind of establish to yourself like those moments where it's like. You know, you take some, take some moment and do something that's strictly for you because obviously we're all doing shit for the community, but you know, yeah. you're still a part of that community. You got to take care of yourself too. So, you know, take those little moments and like establish that for yourself. Be like, all right, that like, this is, you know, this is for me. This is like a restorative moment type thing. And I, I can take many forms, you know, and also I'm a big proponent of getting smacked. But it's truly, <laughs> truly therapeutic. We're going to, we're going to get to that. Cause this podcast, if it's about anything, it's about getting smacked. But I want to, when you talk about rituals um, and routine and stuff like that, right. Social media is a part of so many people's live now lives now. Yes. So what I'm curious in your mind, Lucas is like, how, what does the new normal look like for social? Maybe if we want to talk specifically, like what is that social media new normal like in streetwear or nightlife and 
how can one of our the throwing fits extended universe's most iconic flexors how do you flex moving forward well actually i mean i think specifically with the nightlife stuff because obviously like so much of the like what i came to realize like so much of what i enjoy about djing is like the social aspect of it you know what i mean like i love seeing my friends i love playing music that they love i love interacting with the crowd and like you know, it's like, uh, it's the same thing as like cooking. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you literally, you put the ingredients out there, you put them together, people react, you know what I mean? It's, it's very pleasing. It's like, uh, you know, acts of service, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a good feeling. So for me, I kind of struggle with the whole live stream thing for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I just like, something about it, I was like, this shit did not sit right with me. Like, it's not fun. <laughs> you know, they, the fucking resellers bought up all the webcams and shit. They're trying to tax on that shit. I'm like, <laughs> fuck out of here, you know? But then I really, I really pushed myself to like actually try and like do my own show and like come up with like a format. And like for me, the idea, you know, like one of, one of my friends pointed out, they're like, yo, like one of the good things about the live stream is like you can play music that you would never get to play in the club. Mm. You know, so it's like you can actually like, you can really, really tailor the experience because it's like people aren't, you know, people are chilling in their crib, like listening to you. So like that's, that's been big, you know, like doing, doing that live stream, like this shit's called In My Bag. And it's like, basically, I get to go, you know, a little bit deeper on the records, like a little bit deeper in the genres, like shit I wouldn't normally get to do. So like, that's, that's the nightlife aspect of it. Social media, I mean, we're, we're, we're living through like the evolution of the flex right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not fly to be like out here, you know. The paradigm of the flex is shifting. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing it in real time. You know what I mean? Like, even like, even like what we were talking about with, with Hassan, it's like, yo, it's like that man between like with matching and his own brand, he raised a hundred thousand dollars in a short amount of time. That's a flex. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's like, like the, the new flex is like, how much of a positive impact can I have on the world? Which is a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like, and we sort of saw the beginning of that this year when like rappers would post some like flagrant shit, you know, they're like, Oh, this was my Lamborghini helicopter. And people were like, <laughs> fuck you, open your purse. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like I'm glad people are bullying celebrities now because it's like these people have hoarded all this wealth and people are starving out here, you know? So it's like, like definitely, definitely on social media. It's like, yo, it's like, you know, nobody trying to hear your like your weird fucked up dick jokes anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, people got to have some like, <laughs> well, that's, that's like, news to us. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'm retired. Back, now. To, back to the drawing board. Pivot. I guess I'm really retired now. Pivot. Yeah, but, but honestly to be like, I'm going to be real with you guys. Like, you know, one of the things I really respect is like, you know, cause we all have very similar interests. Like we like the finer things in life. You know, we, we're very particular about shit. Thanks. Like we have our own, we have our taste. We like material things. We all like getting, but like, <laughs> yeah, we love to get, this. getting smacked and smack activities. You know, like, but, uh, yeah. Like, lights, like, lights, I, camera, smack Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I respect, you know, watching you guys pivot, literally pivot. You know what I mean? Like you guys, you guys got thrown a fucking curveball. Like you had, you had Lawrence. I had Lawrence was tweeting sad shit at the end of last year. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, that's like my fucking North star right there. I was like, Lawrence is going through it. We're fucking done out here. You know Damn, what I mean? But like, got to like, pivot I'm, like mellow and ISO dog. You no, know, for real. And I, and I, and I, I respect that you guys have been using your sizable platform to try and improve shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's very, very noble. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And that's what's up. Like, I, I respect that about you guys. And I think we just all have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everybody got to make that move now because it's like nobody's, nobody, like, you know, it's like, like, uh, nobody's trying to see your brunch. You know what I mean? No one's going <laughs> to fuck about your brunch anymore. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, 
like everybody got brunch. Like who gives a fuck, you know? So like people, I'm like, and that's the other thing too, is like, you know, like all these like influencers, these people who live off other people's budgets. It's like, yeah, no one's sending the Uber for you anymore. You're not flying anywhere to the brand retreat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're no one's sending the Lamborghini helicopter. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, look, look, it's perfect segue into the next question. So thank you for that. Thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of people, a lot of, and we we're talking about this, like a lot of, of young people, especially who maybe didn't get a chance to uh, experience Occu- the Occupy movement. A lot of them are like really trying to get engaged for the first time. And, you know, some of them might maybe just still have hesitations or, or don't know where to start. I guess my, my question is like, what's the biggest misconception people might have about trying to, or getting involved with social justice? Mm, that's a good question. Like, cl- give them clarity so that they they understand that you know it's entirely that, possible. They got that post Zuccotti Park stress disorder. <laughs> yo, oh man, I can't. Yo, I will never forget the way that park smelled after like a. Couple Wait, can weeks, I ask you a question, Lucas? When you said yeah, yeah. and you specifically said trust the Farians when you're talking about Occupy, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was that? I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't there. I can't. So was that like a limousine liberals thing that you like, or was nah, it? Nah, I, was, I was just talking shit. I think, okay. I mean, to be honest with you, whenever you have shit like that, like, I guess like that, that term kind of like that originated from like, um, you know, people, people in like the 2010s living on St. Mark's place. I'm like, you don't need, you're not homeless. You're homeless by choice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could always go back to your parents' crib, <laughs> but you know, you're deciding to live this like grody ass life. I mean, I'm sure it's probably, I'm sure there was a t- like you know I, an I upper got the crust feeling. punk, an upper yeah, crust yeah, punk. Oh. <laughs> Trust the far you guys, eye. You guys are in the fucking New Yorker for a reason, man. That's like good <laughs> wordplay right there. Yeah. But um, no, it's like I mean, it's it. There was just definitely the there was definitely the feeling where it's like yeah, a lot of these people are down and like, but there's always going to be people who are like hangers on and shit and just like you know they want an excuse to you know, live in a park or whatever and like do the anarchy <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that, that's what people like, are saying right now about, about Chaz, uh, which is both the name of the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone and the name of the Trustafarian that's occupying yeah. that. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's, like, I think it's, it's top now. Now it's the uh, Capitol Hill yeah. organized protests. They just, okay. Just, but it, they rebranded because of Chaz's <laughs> white dreadlocks. They brought, yeah, the, yeah. They, brought the, <laughs> they, they brought the Chapa out, but no, so like, <laughs> They're like, yo, you're you're co-opting the fucking BLM movement and just making it about, you know, whatever, whatever. So anarchy and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough one to be honest with you, because like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people like um, you know, like that and that term outside agitator is some bullshit. But there's like you definitely see people at these protests and it's like they're just there to like they don't really care about they're there to flick up. They're They're, 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 yeah, they wanna Yeah, they wanna do some you know, they want to live their little anarchist fantasy and like, you know, do that, do all that shit or whatever. So like, I don't know. It's like, honestly, I'll, I'll be completely real with you with like the, with the Seattle shit. Like all that I know is Seattle is another city where you have this insane spread of wealth. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you have these, all these big ass fucking tech companies are there. They got all this money. And then you walk on the streets and it's like, there's dope fiends just, you know, asleep on the fucking ground. Like, it's like, it's fucked up. Like, it's like, you clearly don't have a good system there. So like, Honestly, it's not really my place to speak on it because I'm not informed enough about it. I do respect that they're, you know, that they're housing homeless people. You know, that's, I think that's a good overall positive kind of thing. Because the other thing about this, like a lot of this like social justice shit is like, you have a lot of people doing like the right thing for the wrong reasons, but the end, the net result is still the right thing. You know what I mean? 
So it's like, if you have these homeless people and they're able to, and they're able to kick the cops out, that's overall, it's like, yeah, they're kicking out the cops. Like, yeah, I'm fucking with the movement. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> net positive. You know, it's like, yeah, net positive. And like, that's the thing. It's like we, when, when things have improved, we'll have a little bit more one way to, yeah. And to be like, to, we'll, we'll, then, then it'll be time to be like, okay, we can critique this shit specifically, right. but shit still fuck the fuck up. So it's like, you know what? It is what it is. Like people are going to do what they're going to do. And like, we have to try and, you know, as long as people aren't doing anything flagrantly wrong, it's like, we have to try and accept that shit, you know? And like, it's going to come out in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you're not going to know like exactly who's like, you know, who's a hundred percent the person who's going to be living in that spot or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a very fluid thing. And like, we're, we're only a couple weeks deep into this shit too. That's the other thing is like, you know, you have people who are getting, like people are getting their shit rocked by the cops in Seattle, you know? And if like their response to that is like taking over part of the city, like I fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you know, I don't know too much about their individual politics. And if they are doing some like co-opting the movement type shit, then fuck that. But, you know, I respect it. I definitely respect it. And to bring it back to your first question too, about like, you know, where to get started or whatever. I do think the first, first and foremost kind of, kind of move for like, especially your audience, educate yourself, you know? Like all the shit, all the all the the free books that are being posted, all the speeches that are online. Do a little research, you know. Start to learn. Like even for me too, it's like now now as like um, now as like the protests kind of chilled out a little bit in New York. Like it's just not as it's not as um, active as it was. Like I'm taking this time to read. You know what I mean? Like it's like we all we all should be reading shit. Like I know we we're all illiterate as fuck just looking at social media, you know. But it's like it's it's time to teach yourself. And Hold like, up. There are words beyond what fits in a 1080 by 1080 square asset allegedly, gallery? Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Take your word for I, it. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but, you know, I'm looking <laughs> forward to exploring that, you know. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the first step is educate yourself. And, like, you may not be able to there's, – there's something you could do every day, you know what I mean? And, like, that's something could be signing – you're just signing petitions and emailing and calling politicians, like, things that don't yeah. cost money. Sometimes yeah. you're contributing money and like, you know, doing what you can there. Like sometimes you can do kind of a bigger thing. You can go to a protest, you know, you can get involved with a community organization. Like there's just, there's a whole gamut of activities that you can do to like stay active and make sure you're impacting change that don't necessarily cost you money. You don't necessarily have to be like putting your body on the line. There's, there's things you can do, you know? So yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway for me is like to do a little bit every day. Don't just like burn yourself out trying to do everything all the time. And that little bit that you can do every day, right? You can focus, and we're talking about reading or whatever. Like we're talking about self-improvement to some degree, right? Foundation. Yes. And I, I want to know, because, you know, I think top shelf, you're, you're, you're like the, you're the avatar for what a lot of these kids that listen to this podcast. I mean, obviously they want to be me and James, but, but outside of, course, of that. Naturally. Not, we're, we all want to be you and we're, James. We're also know? not <laughs> as tall as you. So obviously you supersede <laughs> us, at least in that degree. What are you doing outside of, I guess, reading and educating? Cause you clearly like laid that out. What else are you doing to, you know, focus on self-improvement while still kind of in quarantine? I mean, for me, it's been, exercise is a big one. You know what I mean? Cause like, I'll, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. That first, that first month was ugly, you know? Cause it's just like, we're just like, well, we don't know how fucking long this is going to last. I'm fucking anxious. So I'm gonna do whatever my coping mechanism may be, which is maybe eating some fucking eating emotionally or, yeah. you know, drinking too much or whatever. So it's like, I definitely let myself go at first. And I was like, okay, like 
got to get this together. You know what I mean? Like I'll feel, I feel physically bad and I feel mentally bad. So, mm. you know, double trouble. So it's like, yeah, it's a bad combo. And, and then you're alone. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you're locked up. Boy, <laughs> that shit will drive you fucking crazy. You know? So for me, a big part of it was, you know, again, so I know we keep saying, but getting active, you know, like I'm just like, whether it be like every day, take a walk. You know, I started, I started jogging for a while, but then they were saying like, you know, jog with the mask. And like, honestly, I'm like breathing like a pug with that shit on, bro. I was like, I was like, I was like you know, like breathing in your own fucking carbon dioxide. So that wasn't it. So I got a bike. So I started riding my bike oh, everywhere, yeah. you know, like the first, and then it's like also, but it was like definitely like some manic behavior type shit. Cause the first, sure. the first day that I got a bike, I rode 22 miles. Like I was like, okay, yeah. might've overdid it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, how was like, your, hey, yeah. How was your fucking taint the next day? Holy shit. Well, cause I, well, the one, the, oh my God. Tore Tyson, bro. Bru- bru- yeah. Bruised the fuck up. But like, uh, the good thing is like, for the most part, I'm usually standing on the bike. Like I'm not just like sitting there riding or whatever, but yeah, no, it's, it fucked me up. I was like, why did I just do that? <laughs> but like, you know, regulating that a little bit better, you know what I mean? Like not just like killing yourself every single time is like yeah. critical, but you got to find know, a balance too. And this wouldn't be absolutely if we also didn't ask then the other side of the coin, let's talk about your most trash behavior, dude. What Ooh. are, and I'll be, I think we're going to talk about getting smacked extensively oh, yeah. later, but like, what are, what are some other trash behaviors that you've kind of found yourself? And, and you know, it could be, you know, this is comfort zone shit. This is like, it Absolutely. happens, right? You know, you got to find yeah, this yeah, yeah. So, so what, let's talk about you at your worst. Oh man. I mean, definitely for me, like, you know, part of the reason why like cooking is so important is because like, if I don't keep that shit in check, I would be eating like a fucking raccoon. You know what I mean? Like I would be like <laughs> in the, the dumpster behind the Panda Express, like shoveling trash in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's like, you know, ordering delivery for every meal or whatever. Like, and, you know, it's like some, actually you want to know the most trash shit that I did in yes, quarantine. Please. All right. So I live, I live, I think approximately 93 feet from a Popeye. So I, I once, I once <laughs> measured it out and I got that shit delivered. <laughs> I, was like, I, was Better, like, I bet you tipped good, good though. You tipped Ooh, good. Absolutely. Least, no, sure. I always tip good. At least 20%. What's, your, was like, Popeye's boy, What's your go-to? I'm actually really curious. Well, I have to tell you, I, well, usually I'll do like a three or four piece spice tea. Nice. With either, uh, with fries usually. Cause I'm just like, I keep it simple. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's where the flavor is at. <laughs> but like, but like, but the chicken sandwich slaps, like that yeah, shit is delicious. You know what I mean? What are your I, sides? You know, uh, I just, I just do fries. I keep it, mm. I keep it simple. Fries and fries, some like, fries are really good. Yeah, dirty, yo, don't sleep on dirty rice, bro. Don't sleep on yeah, dirty rice. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yo, it's yeah. Popeyes. You can't you can get whatever the fuck you want. It's gonna slap. It doesn't. Yeah, the, fri- the fries are you never. Can't. The fries are never included in like the best fr- fast food fries conversations, which I think is yeah. Cajun fries are amazing. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. I think that's criminal. Oh, people sleeping are what you're saying. They don't include them. It's always like you know McDonald's. Burger King, Wendy's, I get whatever, like the big four. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> well, but there's also um, there's one stipulation about this shit, and you can ask Rob when he's on the show. So we refer we refer to the Popeyes on Court Street as the Hell Popeyes. Like, is <laughs> honestly every single time that I've gone in there, it's like there will be a huge line of people, a huge rack of chicken. And nobody's getting fed. It's incredible. It's like every day is like their first day. I'm like, how the fuck is like, did you got you guys have been here for years and like y'all are still struggling to do it. So I usually once I've established that I can get a certain order and it's not gonna be fucked up when I get it, I just stick to that. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, fuck it, it's easy. So that's how I end up just sticking into it. But but yeah, that's probably that's probably the lowest of the low, you know, or like you know, getting getting too smacked is also a problem. You know, if you gotta wake up and do shit the next day and like 
you know, that quarantine anxiety be hitting a little bit harder when you're hungover. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't really, you can't trust your brain. Like, or if, or if you don't got to do shit the next, if you don't have shit to do the next day, then except wallow in your own filth and be hungover. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sucks that's, not, too. that's not a good feeling. Like, you know, that's definitely, that, that's like probably the, you know, th- and this is not like unique observation or whatever, but whoever pointed out that they're like, yo, get your ass up, shower and put on clothing. <laughs> essential you know what i mean it's like i'm a i'm a robe guy personally like <laughs> i like to i like to lounge in robes and basketball shorts yeah you know what i mean like it's like a little straw collar joint <laughs> well you know and like honestly like if i lean too deep into that then it's like yeah you're getting into like scummy territory and like it's i'm over. not trying to yeah then it's over once it's like you cross that threshold it's a wrap you know a brothel of one you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right lucas i want to no move on bitches. lucas enough talking about uh ourselves james and lawrence i want to get into the second topic of this podcast which is as you know money ka-ching yep, listen yep. you're you're a classy guy i mean you're the the reason why we had you on is that you're part of our ilk you're classy you're elegant you're not tall. gauche you're tall like us mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm a smidge shorter than lawrence uh you know the guy said the guy in the new york said shorter he could have just said half inch whatever right, right. um the point is that we are above board we don't like to talk about taboo subjects but we are going to ask you how much money do you make yeah uh so i make in the six figures okay and not like on the low end of the six figures if we're keeping it a stack here but see this is what's called a classy flex right you're flexing but you're keeping it classy well and i'm you know what it is like honestly i think we need to normalize talking about money a lot more you know like that's that's where a lot of that yeah, the transparency is important because, like, that's where you get a lot of those pay disparities and like discriminatory behavior. I mean, me and Lawrence, we're we're the most transparent about it. You can go to our Patreon and look at how much money we public, have. bro. It's a public <laughs> filing, bro. It's a public uh, filing. I love I love that for you guys. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna look that. I've never been on Patreon in my life, but I'm gonna look that shit up right after we get on here. Like, how much so. money? How much money would you like to make? Mm. Mm. You know, honestly. Like I have, I have aspirations, you know what I mean? Like I'd like to own, I'd like to own a home at some point in my life. I'm far from that right now, unfortunately, because like I definitely have not been making this much money in my whole life, you know? I want to, I would like a car, you know what I mean? Like, but the problem is if I was, if I was living in Tulsa or, you know, St. Louis making what I make now, that would be more reasonable, but because I fucking, you'd be the fucking mayor. Yeah. But yeah, but because I live in New York, I'm like, lower middle class you know what I'm <laughs> like so it's just like like i would so i would like to make enough money to get to just a firm middle class in new york you know like and just be able to like you ain't got to be gone all the time but be able to like take a vacation and it's not gonna yeah, fuck your sure. whole shit up you sure. know like the the occasional nice dinner you know what i'm saying like it's also the super rich they're gonna come for the super rich eventually and it's like right. that's when you don't want to be part of the super rich you know get your gu- like, get your guillotines out that's in, yeah, that's in the, the documentary Dark Knight Rises. You see it, you see yes. it right here, man. Yes. Why? Yes. Gotham is, is yours now. Yeah. Yes. Why would funny, you funny, so mad before it's all about to played? <laughs> I live Big questions I lived, only. I, they filmed, um, you remember the part where the cops come out the sewer? And they like yeah. fight. They fight the bones. They, like lived, the fucking was, rats they are. Yeah, yeah. And like that was that. I was living on Wall Street when that happened. That's when I filmed it. So it's like for like two days straight. You would just hear for like eight hours, they'd be like, they would pop off some fake gunshots and a bunch of people going, oh, 
like charging and shit. And I was like, well, yo, I looked up, but then I looked way, out my window. They had Bane is the good guy. If you watch yeah, that movie, absolutely. yo, fucking, absolutely. you know, listen, yeah. open up your third eye, brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, stay woke, beloved. Like <laughs> the Batman, the Batman slander has begun for sure. Oh, um, I love it. I love it every time. And I fuck with the Batman movies, to be clear. Like, that's a big part of my childhood. But, oh, I love the Batman slander. They said he's a he's a billionaire practicing karate on the mentally ill. Oh, yeah. my God, bro. Yeah. Bars. Bars. My man was trying to smoke a joint. Batman broke his spine. <laughs> All crumpled on the ground and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. That shit had me crying. That shit had me crying. Well, all right. If you're not copping cribs and whips like you aspire to be, what at your current moment, what do you like to spend your money on? Quarantine edition. Quarantine edition. I mean, this now it's like an even split between wine and edibles. Like that's been Ooh. that's been the that's been the the combo. Like the warm blanket, you know. It's like, and I'm lucky. You're, a natty, a lot. you're a natty boy. Oh yes, and I'm lucky. You love your natty. Because I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that are way more knowledgeable about this shit than me, and they've been putting me on. They've been they've been going out of their way to help me out with that, you know. Because I'm very lucky. Shout out to my wine store, Brooklyn Wine Exchange. They have a very good selection. Service is on point. When you used to be able to walk in the store, you back in the day, um, you would walk in, and there's like you know, wine stores be like staffed by dickheads sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like a very exclusionary culture. It's like but they were not, supreme. Yeah, yeah. And they was never on that. Like, they were always just like, like, I, I'll go up to the dude who's always dressed like Stuart Little because he had the fire <laughs> recommendations. I was like, I know my man knows he's talking about. He did every single time. So it's like, that's, that's one of the things I've been working on is like trying to learn more about wine and shit like that. But yeah, it's like, because the other thing is like, you start to get too hard, too, too heavy into other drugs and, you know, hard liquor and shit. And then you get into those real low moments again. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think we, I think everyone on the zoom has shared a few, uh, together at some point. Allegedly. Allegedly. I forgot that, that Lucas isn't retired yet. Just some low life, just some general, yeah. I mean, low life shit. That, yeah. 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 Scum gang. Scum gang. Yeah. yeah right, let's, let's, let's get, let's get off the scummy subjects real quick. <laughs> let's move on to, uh, Meats and Cheeks Ooh, is, the, yeah. is the title for this episode. Um, so, you know, I want to ask you this, Lucas. Like, you're, you're out on the streets. You got the fucking pulse. You know what the fuck going on. Yes, Once sure. quarantine lifts, is this set to be the horniest summer of all time? Oh, my God. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> like, people are going to be... I mean, just it's just like even just kind of seeing where the shit, the shift... <laughs> Everybody got like seventy five percent more naked on social media, like the before, like before the like before the uprising. That's just that math. Happened. That's just math. Yeah, dog. yeah. People, are, people are horny as fuck. They're dying. Like they're like they're going crazy. I'm like, I thought it was gonna be one of these situations where it's like like a bell curve where like everyone's just like horny, horny, horny. Then you got the downside of it. Like, all right, everyone's done with being horny. No sir. No sir. Everybody busted at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His nut <laughs> levels are over six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly it. It's about to be, it's about to be some summer of love shit. But the problem oh, yeah. is we have we have like way more fucked up STDs. So I'm I'm actually a little concerned for the general population. Is there a, for the for the genital population or the general? Population? <laughs> Both. Is there a is there a specific like you're you're a DJ's man? You're a records man, I believe is the official term. What's the record that's making people the horniest right now, or or will once once Quar is in phase three and we can get mm. to to said fapping and clapping? <laughs> the clapping. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, anything anything Jeremiah puts out is baby making music. You know what I mean? Okay. It doesn't matter when it comes out. Like he had this, um, 
oh, fuck, who was that with? He had this one. He had this one joint with this rapper. Fuck, hold Jay on, Cole? the one, the no, one about. No, uh, no, no, no. What no. did he? He. That's a very funny J Cole verse, right? What does he say in that one? He, he says. Said, he said, my dick's so big, it's like a foot up in your mouth, which is one of the most <laughs> horrifying fucking things ever. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 what is it? Five dollar foot long, dog. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, son, that was like, I'm, I should have, hmm, we need like a, I need, I need reparations for that line. Like, it's just like, <laughs> sir, sir, that was like, you prevented a lot of people from fucking because of that. Like, it was crazy. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm bugging. I'm like looking through my age. Is Jeremiah? Now. Is Jeremiah? A, uh, is he a constant presence on your sex playlist? Oh, I mean, I'm looking forward to having sex for the first time soon. You know, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a really big moment for me. But You're excited uh, to lose your virginity? Yes, it's gonna. I'm just. I think we've all been, you know, waiting for it. Well, that qu- that core nut is just gonna put her through the fucking wall. <laughs> like, our, our long national nightmare is over. Lucas Tyson has finally fucked. Finally, he finally yeah. fucked. Thank God. Finally no. nutted. <laughs> make sure it's not. Make sure. Make sure it's not a load bearing wall. That's that's. <laughs> Damn. Yo, I'm tripping. I can't even find this song right now. But yo, I'll tell you what. I'll make a little. Uh, you guys, because you guys will be looking for like content and shit. I'll make you guys a little playlist. You know, remember that? Oh, remember that? Yeah. that remember, yes. that, remember that shit from way back? Oh, the clout you. The, yeah, uh, sure. like clout, music to cop clothing to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Music to wait in line to but, cop yeah. clothing to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got you. I'll take care of you guys. A little mini mix, you know what I mean? Hey, Aro Lucas, uh, you know we want to we want to allow Chuck to redeem himself. We're all about redemption here on this mm-hmm. podcast. And Chuck earlier fucked this whole shit up and threw off the whole timing of everything. I don't know. We've been blazing through it all, but we want to throw it to him in thirty seconds of thirst, where we're going to give him the mic. He's going to ask you anything, pitch you on something, uh, maybe as a suggestion for you, Chuck. Go ahead, buddy. You're up, uh, Lucas. I usually have like a like some journalistic Walter Cronkite shit type of question, but uh, uh, Lawrence and James are pros and they got most of it. You mentioned that um, you would like to buy a car and a home. What's your dream car and what is your like dream home look and, and smell like? So, I mean, the vision, the vision right now, I don't know if you've ever been to the neighborhood um, Vinegar Hill before, Ooh. but uh very, I would like a, I would nice. like I would like a little house in Vinegar Hill, maybe next to Vinegar Hill House, an amazing fucking restaurant, a uh, little cobblestone ass street. This is like this is literally like a six block neighborhood. It's this is yeah. tiny as fuck. Vintage. You go. You go, you go, to, the, you go to the Fort Green. Yeah. You go to the Fort Green projects and and make a right. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair good houses exactly. And um, yeah, I would like I would like a little I would like a little house in Vinegar Hill. And, you know, I'm going to keep it a stack with you. I'm not a supercar guy. It's like, for me, it's more aesthetic kind of oriented shit than, you know, being like, oh, let me tell you what engine and what year or whatever. But nice little, nice little vintage Porsche, you know, something light. Something light, you know, got to be a two-seater, like, you know, definitely, definitely something fast. Can you fit in one of those shits? (laughs) You know, we're going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do a, you got to be like a Don Cheadle in a black money. You get the fucking Lamborghini limousine. Ooh, ooh, yeah, no, it's definitely. Stretch, stretch Kuntosh. Yeah. My whole, my whole family is definitely like, uh, you know, it's tall as fuck. And it's a tradition that we'd be having some tall as fuck people squeezing into some sports cars. So that's me. Like that's how it's gonna pop off, and I'm gonna say, Chuck. As far as the smell goes, 
I think my favorite family of scents is anything cedar oriented, you know, like Ooh. that's like a very little bit of woody, you know, a little smoky, like that's, that's my favorite, like incense, incense over candles, you know, over room spray, shit like that. Because that's also part of the ritual, you know what I mean? Like you know, let's light, light it, it up. up. Yeah. Light it up, smoke it, pass oh, it yeah, around. Legalize that shit, dog. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big smacks. <laughs> Chuck, thank you. You can go back on mute now. All right. Lucas, we want to play a super quick uh, fuck with, not fuck with. Working title. Still working title. Uh, we're just going to mm-hmm. run through a few categories, throw some categories at you. Tell us what in those categories you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with. First up, brands. What brands are you fucking with at the moment? Man, I have to tell you, I mean, like I mentioned, all the Nepenthes family always, you know, that's, that's always going to be in the backbone of my shit. 18 East has truly been like... The shit that's popped up and really kind of changed up for me. Like all the gear is so fire. And I really like that they kind of push that they're made in India. All the fabrics are made in India too. Because like a lot of people will be on some like racist bullshit with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so definitely 18. Made in the USA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that fucking horse shit. Um, Sean Crawford, anything he puts out is fire. Yeah, shout out Sean, bro. Fuck yeah, sh- yeah, he's that he's that dude. Yeah, it's like I got a, a couple of his. That was actually what kind of kicked off me buying hats again. Was like I copped his uh, that that like uh, Mecca Mouse shit that he was doing. Right, right, right. Uh, Real graph yeah. legend. Well, you know, like I mentioned already, uh, there's this dude Sean Brown. We put out. He's that dude who made those. Um, those oh yeah, like, he's. Rap, uh, the, the he's rap in, album rugs in, and shit, you know. He's in Toronto. I used to work with yeah, him yeah. a bunch at Complex. He um he did like the 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 bomber jackets with like the the one sleeve that was like a different fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he's did fire. The, Shout the, shit, the, the shit that he did that really kind of caught my eye was like um I remember uh Corey Stokes posted it as like it was like a tote bag with all these different videos from or still from hype uh hype williams videos yeah i was like fire. "Ooh, this shit is fire and I was, he's I been doing he's been doing really interesting things for a minute and yeah like those yeah. uh like the the cd rugs that just came that out it's yeah. fire like yes. stop, like what brands yeah. are you not fucking with let's let's get hateful real quick <laughs> man any brand any brand that uh First of all, okay, it's like they shut down Jeffrey, right? Like, um, and I remember when I was when I was twenty three, young and dumb as fuck. I went there and I bought my girl a Chanel purse. And really? Yes, twenty three. Twenty three. You know, because I was like, like she holds me down. You know, I was like I said, I was young and dumb and shit. You know, I want to do something nice. Young, dumb, girl. and full of cum, dude. That's yeah, for for really real. <laughs> and uh, so I bought I bought the Chanel purse there, and these motherfuckers left the tag on it. And they searched, yo, they fucking brought me back. They accused me of stealing and shit. Like, they had to unwrap the whole gift set, whatever, whatever. And then they finally realized it was their error, and they didn't even apologize to me. So fuck Jeffrey. Rest in piss, yo. That's what you get from me, <laughs> dickheads. RIP. Rest in piss. Um, but yeah, any of these brands, like, honestly, like, the, the biggest thing I've been seeing is, like, I can't even think of specific ones, but it's just, like, everybody's, like, post, posting their little... Black Lives Matter fucking Instagram post and everyone who worked there was like, uh, actually, my yeah. black life didn't matter when I worked there. This you? This yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, that's been the most majestic part of quarantine <laughs> is the fucking the birth of this you? Like, and it's like, honestly, like, um, you know, watching all those brands. So any brand that's that beyond some performative, like, oh, we love black people, except for, you know, when they're in our store. Except or, for paying like, them. Uh, yeah, or paying them equally or any of that shit. Like, so and it's especially gre- it's especially egregious when the brand is like built off like black culture. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
You know, it's like you, I've been seeing I've been seeing too much of that. You know, so it's been it's been real glorious to watch people just eat shit and get called out for their bullshit. Uh, but yeah, so anyone anyone who's trying to like just hop on for the little PR moment can go fuck themselves. You know, like we we're not with that shit. It's different this time. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's real. Hopefully, again, yeah, that's that's the paradigm shift. Let's make it permanent, right? Like that's let's yeah. progress. Uh, don't forget, don't forget. Exactly, don't forget, Lucas. Your sneaker rotation right now. You mentioned a bunch of the Bostons. You wore yes. some fresh ass new Nikes to your to yes. a protest recently. Just the talk ACGs. us, yes, talk us through your current rotation, and then, uh, uh, yeah, and then like let, what else besides Gucci loafers are in your your post sneaker world situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got those uh, those tie dyed ACGs of fire. Those are gas, um, by the way. Yeah, they're so hard. I was like, I I got them. I was so happy with them. Um, and I got, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm out towns dude. So I got like, I got the pro cell forces. I Hell got, yeah. uh, I got the, the old West Indian joints. Like, I don't know if you remember those shits from like, I think they're like 2001 or 2002 or whatever. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really fuck with is uh tailwinds. Tailwinds are fire. That's one of my favorite. Interesting. Like, yeah. That's, I love that's, that. a, that's a bit of a underrated joint. I yeah, feel like, right? I, yeah, I, I could not, I could not fucking believe how underrated that shit was to be honest with you. Like people just like, People slept on those crazy, and they kept putting out amazing colors too. So I'm fucking with the tailwinds. That's pretty much. That's pretty much just like like GR tailwinds, not like uh, yeah, yeah. Undercover, even... they freak the tailwinds, right? With the yeah. fucking, I hate those with the shit in the back. But you're talking about standard racer. racer. Oh, no, 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 no. That's no, the, the um, Air Max ones, right? Yeah, you're yeah. They're, the... they're like yeah, yeah. Air Max tailwind four. Um, you called mine the jail winds, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. There's another jail winds. That's the Australian. Oh, right oh, oh, not the OG, which is like a more of not like the, a runner. You're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the '70s style. Jail winds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jail winds. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those Air Max. My fault. My Air Max tail winds. Those are fire. The fours. Uh, the the, those, like, the OG colors. color went on sale. Like those. Were yeah, which is crazy, yo. And it's and it's crazy because I absolutely cooked my parrots too. I should probably. I could probably get another one for cheap. Um, and then honestly, you know who, you know, uh, shout out to my new Hoka's cause honestly mm. they've been game changers, you know, but old reliable new balance, man, they've been putting out some fucking fire. Like, you know, even just classic, like nine nineties never really go wrong. Like, you know, nine, nine threes are crazy good. And I got a pair of the, I got a pair of their trail runner shoes that have been like game changer for me. Mm. Like, um, the fresh foam shit. Cause it's like, I don't, we don't, I don't really fuck with like for a little while we was on like boost or whatever, but I don't really fuck with Adidas like that. Right. And that's pretty much it for sneakers. What about the, then, the, post, the post sneaker shit? So you got, got yeah. the fresh Gucci horse bits. Yeah, the Gucci Gucci horse bits. That's been a good one. Um, and then I have like I have like randomly like some Balenciaga joints. You know, it's like really? like that's yeah huh? yeah. It's like my, like my new favorite, Balenciaga. No 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 no. Like so, my favorite thing to do is like I I don't like to buy like the trendy designer shoe. You know what I mean? Like I like to buy the shit that's like a two couple seasons back because it's like you'll have less people fucking with it like there's like they put out this like slip-on shoe with like that kind of blistered leather on top and like some like crazy cream colorway oh that's 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 the one right there it's like i, I got a couple pairs of in those. a 15 yeah yeah you have a couple pairs like uh yeah two pairs because so i was like because i'll be on the hunt you know what i mean i'll find something that i like and then i'll be like fuck it if it works i'm gonna get them a couple colors you know and then the Birkenstocks and like, and obviously like Wallabies are always, sure. you know, always going to be hard. Like, but it's like, it's tough because it's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of that shit doesn't come on my size, you know, like a lot of like the kind of just a little more interesting shoes or whatever. But 
that's always been big for me. You know, obviously, obviously Timberlands, like that's, oh yeah, that's the other one, the little Timberland boat shoe with the lug mm. sole. That's like, that's a classic for me. Like that's, that's the, yeah, yeah. The three eye lug sole joint is like the That's the 18 East signature. Yeah. Antonio yeah. Trongoli special, baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are tough. And like, they, and you can even make custom colors in them shits now too, which is also dope. Yeah. So I was like, any, you, can, uh, you can freak them a little bit. Any sneakers or shoes you're not fucking with? Mm. Yeah, maybe something that's popular a, that's everywhere right now that you're yeah like, yeah that that everybody fucking loves. I mean, honestly, Yeezys, man. Like, I know it's like popular to hate on that shit, but it's like it's just honestly, I feel like Kanye really had it for a while. Like, he really had that shit. You know what I mean? Like, he was like he got it. He made Adidas more popping than Nike. You know what I'm saying? Which is like insane. Jumped to think over about. the jump like, Yeah, yeah, literally. You Facts. Know? It's like all. All the easy shoes just look fucked up to me now. And obviously I wouldn't wear them either because, you know, he's like wilding and shit. But yeah, um, yeah, Yeezys, all the new Yeezys ugly. Um, <laughs> going to, I went to Complex Con in 2018 and that ruined like the Virgil Nikes for me, you know, like uh, that shit was like yeah, heart, yeah. Heart, heartbreaking stuff. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> really, really rough to see, you know, the same pair of limited edition Nikes a thousand fucking times over again. Yeah. How limited but, are these? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you work in the industry, you know, it's, it's bullshit. It's like there's yeah. unlimited supply. It's just like, they just make it a pain in the ass to get, you know? But yeah, like that, that's like, that's the shit that's been ugly. I mean, obviously like, you know, most, most designer sneakers, like triple S was like a fucking catastrophe. Oh yep. God. Damn. I seen someone at the protest and triple S's. I was no, like, oh, I know. Yeah. Fact. That's a I weapon. That's a yeah, weapon. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cop stopper. Well, I could not believe it, but it's like, not nah, like any sort of basically any, like any front of the trend designer sneaker is going to be horrible. Like it's ass, like, you need know, it's ass, just like all ass, trash, like ass. all trash. All right, um, Lucas, let's move on to a category that is actually important. <laughs> what Black Lives Matter organizations or causes are you currently fucking with? Yeah, well, I want to say there's one, there's one specific cause I really, that I want to call out. Um, it's called Decolonize This Place. And you all should follow them on Instagram because they're really about that shit. But basically, like, you know, in my, in my short experience of this, you know, these last couple of weeks, like, you basically like what we were talking about, about like the money and shit that you're donating, organiz- donating to uh, organizations. Like you got to do your research on like who's leading these protests because, you know, we was at Barclays and like we're walking, we're marching, curfews on and cops aren't fucking with us. And it just feels kind of off. And like I found out it was like it was run by these people who are essentially collaborating with the police. They were originally called like the de-escalators, which is, you know. Not what this is about, you know what I mean? That's like, that's like, a whack name, also. Yeah, sound, fucking sounds trash. like the no, rap group of all yeah, time. No bars, no hits. You know what I mean? but like, uh, <laughs> no zero, zero slaps. Zero, zero slaps. You know, but decolonize this place is really about that shit. Like, and it's not an aesthetic for them. They've been about this forever before this started. You know, the information that they put out is not this like weird like oh like we need seventy two percent less police violence. You know what I mean? They're like no. Capitalism is based on based on racism, and it needs racism to exist. Like they're really about the shit. Capitalism is the DNA of racism. Yeah, exactly right. So it's like if you if you're gonna follow one person, like I would definitely say decolonize this place is definitely the one. It's like um, uh, we were saying this. It's like yo, when you go to these pro, well, just to, on the protest real quick because if anyone is looking to protest, do the research and go look at who's organizing it. Yes. Like a Russian bot, if they're if it's a fucking. If they have two posts and they've, you know, 116 followers and they're trying to organize a protest, like joined in June, 2020, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, just like, dude, you know, look, 
Look into who's or if it's a model who's in New York for casting and just bought Michael Beret yesterday. That guy, that motherfucker. Yeah, how about yeah. this? How about the guy crowdsourcing his first Tangle Beret? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely, like, honestly, they're they're official. Everything that they do is official, you know. And then the other thing too is like to be honest with you, even beyond organizations, like the person, the person shit is where it's at. Where it's just like, yo, like someone, some specific person is in trouble and needs help. Like that's when it's time to like reach out, you know. So like kind of develop your network to the kind of people that are going to be like in tune to that thing. You know what I mean? And like, and that's like a good example where it's like, yo, shout out, shout out Hassan, shout out Eric, who, you know, these people yeah. who have kind of taken their platforms. Phil, Phil Chang. Yeah. Phil Chang. He's another one like where it's just like, and Phil's been on that shit for a minute too. Like he's always been like, he's about it. Some he's bullshit. so about it. Yeah. Yeah. You look, like you look at his Instagram story. It's always like that, 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 but it's always like some good shit. You know what I mean? So it's not like a waste of time to be watching it. So you know, find those, identify those people and they might be in your circle. You know, they might be just like kind of whatever kind of popping people, but like find these people who are like really about shit and see what they talk about, you know, and let that be like your starting point for making your own kind of views and, you know, figuring out what to contribute to. Cause it's not going to be, you can't just expect them to do all the work for you. Sure. But those, those people are going to be the good starting point for you. You know what I mean? Thanks. All right, Lucas, uh, before we kick you out of here, we just want to offer up some constructive criticism. You're yes, doing amazing, yes. sweetie. Um, we love everything you're doing and it, le- legit inspiring. However, we think you could maybe possibly maybe kind of sort of be doing better. Um, okay. so we're going to offer up some constructive criticism from the brain, from the heart, from the groin, mm. uh, first up, um, kill a cop. Yeah. Okay. Done. Say less. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't just say kill two cops, but, uh, how about, you teach us how to DJ. You know, I feel like, you know, we could use that element in our repertoire to continue to push forth the kind of message that our platform necessitates, you know, but we need some yeah. more skills. And James yeah. and I have nothing but free yeah. time, Lucas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah we can I even pay less. you by the hour, doggy. Yeah, no, I'm trusting you. I'm we trying could, to drop we that rage, bro. I'm trying to drop yeah. that rage against the machine. <laughs> we All right, next, next up, obviously, you're doing amazing things in the digital space. Right, why, don't we, uh, why don't we move this to the physical? Why don't you open up an underground revolutionary club slash activist space? I'm talking black power by day, lady white by night. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to announce it on the show or anything. I was fucking you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep it a stack with you. Like in um, opening my own spot has been, I don't want to say a dream, but like a goal for a while. You know what I mean? Like, a it's like, yeah, like, a, well, it would be like the front of house would be like store, cafe, community center. And then the back would be a venue. You know what I mean? So I've been doing, I've been doing the research on that for a while. I've been talking to like the few above ground, you know, above board rather club mm-hmm. owners I know who are not scummy and will give you like the real talk. And so it's, it's, it's slowly in the works. Yeah. You know? like, if you but, know anyone who has the bag, if you'd like yeah. to, you know, like you got the George Soros plug, like, <laughs> <laughs> but the Let wheels, you know. but the wheels are turning. This is something yeah, yeah, that yeah. you've considered that is not, uh, a coke dream. This is a real yeah, thing. That- no, hundred percent. Trust me. I've been doing the research, and it's like it's a long and slow process. But you know, we also. I feel like after, basically after you know everything, basically all businesses are being fucking devastated yeah. in New York. So there is going to be real estate. So it's like well, that's a fact. Find, that's find, a fact yeah, yeah. Find quick, the right quick spot. Ad- 
quick addendum to my point of cr- constructive criticism, uh, include a podcast studio in that space that we have a place to talk pod. <laughs> Done. Yes. Say less. And the then fits, the fits are thrown. Say less. The throwies, <laughs> throwies in the building. <laughs> throwies. And then, and then finally, you know, you talked about like, you know, front of house, having some merch. Let's, we should do, and I'm going to throw the gauntlet now. I don't know what this looks like. We should have this conversation, but uh, not only do we want you to like help us just like sell fire merch so that James and I can like actually truly retire and yeah. cop a Lamborghini helicopter for yeah, yeah. But uh, we all maybe we link up and we do some type of charity. See, I know you have your next joint already cooking up the the extremely profane um, John yes. that you mentioned before. But I mean, let's let's double down on the profanity. Let's see how that does, and maybe we do a a joint effort. Like uh, you know, I feel like both of our audiences they want to be galvanized. They're looking to thought leaders, all of which who are on the Zoom right now, we can get it popping, bro. Just saying. Yeah, I'm with it. No, honestly, I know we spoke about it like the last last year when we were on the pod, but I would love to do so much with you guys for real. I think we could do something big for charity too. Like, you know, I know I know, I called it out already, but like I really, really respect and appreciate what you guys have been doing. Thanks, bro. So I'd, I would definitely love to combine forces because we can hit them twice as hard, baby. Yes. Uh, oh, Tom. Yes. You know, you know what the fuck. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck jumped through the screen like, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> let's, let's fucking go. Guys, Chuck threw up both fists. He threw up both fists. <laughs> I know, I know the, the time for brain, I know the time for brainstorming isn't right now, but I'm thinking mood board is that scene in Black Mirror where the prime minister fucks a pig. That's all I'm oh, saying. God. Yeah. How can we make an animated That's t-shirt? a two-pack right? of smack shit. That's a two-pack of smack shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it comes with drugs. In <laughs> <laughs> a hang tag. Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's go. This all right, Lucas, is there, any, is there any, any person, any organization, anything you want to shout out? Um, where can the kids follow you? Let us know that before we kick you out of here. Plug. Shout out and where can the kids follow you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a little, you know, I'm Top Shelf Tyson. Um, one word. Instagram, Twitter, some motherfucker on Twitch took Top Shelf Tyson, which makes uh, me physically ill. No. So if you want to see some DJ live streams, that's Top Shelf Tyson NYC. Um, and yeah, like shout out to my people, you know, shout out Rob, shout out Herb, shout out Aaron, shout out Addy, shout out Noor, shout out Tenzing, shout out Isla, you know, all my, all my fam and folks, shout out Brianna, B4 Records. You know, it's all, it's, it's a family affair, baby. And shout out, most importantly, Shout out to you guys for having Ooh. me on this show. Hell you know, yes. king, kings, kings in the squad. Appreciate yeah. you. Kings stay kings. Yeah. All right, Lucas, thank you Appreciate for coming on to the only podcast that matters. Chef, I'm going to need you from Princeton, New Jersey to hit that motherfucking outro music, baby. school can wait till I got out of class. You stay at the clock and shit. Before all this rap shit, I was gang banging and doing half speeds on the cops and shit. And I'm straight from the shop, but I ball like a king up in Cali and shoot like Stoyakovic. Keep applying that pressure. I go on the run. It ain't no letting up. Ain't no stopping it. Had to tell my little brother to chill. Gotta stay in the house. Come outside. He be popping shit. You ain't heard about us. Well, you need to go watch the news. Niggas know we be dropping shit. Got the fans on my ass in the hood because they think I'm the one who been buying them glocks and shit. I'm just focused on music. They say my last time was a classic, but I got some hotter shit. Hot Might be rocking a show, or if I'm not up in the studio, I'm fucking this cash off. Don't you know Polo G skinny tall with the dreads, a nigga be rapping his ass off. Yeah, I heard she got surgery, still wanna clap on the back just to see if her ass off. Go like hardwood rocks, we blast off. Tried to throw us some bullets, but we made them fumble like, no, you ain't getting that pass off. Been a block, now I'm taking my mask off. Hit the gas like you race the speed off in them foreigns and leave tire marks on the asphalt. It's gonna be RRP once your ass caught. He like front, we knocking his cap off. Another day, a new chain or a Mac ball. All this ice got me free.